1: That's right.
2: the 90s got my hair uh got my hair done bob barker style you guys ready to go okay good luck thanks for tuning in everybody let's get it started the first prize ever been today on the prices right. so are we talking about craig ferguson
3: you got me i have no idea I mean, all right is it
4: anyway
3: uh, all right gentlemen
4: First of all, before we, we, we get into the nitty-gritty of things, welcome to Life is Like a Game Show feature presentation of the W2M Network, available online across most social media platforms and your favorite preferred streaming podcast platform of choice. Because I'm not going to spend five minutes doing plugs.
1: That's
5: my stick. And
4: unfortunately, uh, Harry, uh, thank you for joining us, Harry. We know you're not feeling well, so I'll be doing a good bit of the heavy lifting this evening. I am your uh, host temporarius. I don't know what that is. I forget how you say that in Latin. Um, I am Brian Espinosa. Joined with me, as always, as I just introduced, we have Harry Broadhurst. We have the one and only Mr. Jonathan Nielsen down there. And as always, the spectacular executive producer of the W2Web Network, Mr. Eric
6: Watkins.
5: Now, good evening, note, gentlemen. Note that Eric got the super special intro. We just got basic bitches.
3: <coughs> it's good to be the
5: EP.
6: <laughs>
5: hey,
4: he's my boss. I got to kiss a little bit of ass, but not literally. <laughs>
5: All right. As you guys can clearly hear, I am a little bit under the weather tonight. I'm hoping to make it through the broadcast without getting into too many coughing fits. I make no promises as far as that goes. I have handed over the hosting reins for tonight's episode of Life is Like a Game Show over to Brian Espinosa, however. But I will say this much, gentlemen. I did not come unprepared tonight. I actually did my homework. Not only did I watch the documentary... I also watched the Kevin Pollock edition of the Kevin Pollock chat show with Drew Carey. So the clips that are used in the documentary, I watched the full episode of his interview. He's well, learning. Cool going, sir.
4: Now, before we get too ahead of ourselves here, because we've got quite a bit to talk about tonight, I would like to uh, continue uh, to welcome our viewers to the Price is Right month here the entire month of March on Life is Like a Game Show here on the W2Web Network. As a continued warning, uh, disclaimer of sorts. These are not the normal lilags episodes that you have come to love and expect from our ragtag crew of individuals. These shows are at least double the length if we're being honest. Uh, and they will continue to be the double the length through the month of March. You have been warned fairly. Uh, the, Price right.
7: hour tour.
4: the Price is Right is a fantastic show this week on our deep dive, month-long deep dive into The Price is Right. If you couldn't figure it out by the introduction sequence this week, we are talking about Drew Carey.
6: Oh! Now, Can I just...
4: Now, now, gentlemen, I, I have a
5: question for you. Well, I mean, I guess you're the host this week, so you can gimmick and fringe as necessary. Go ahead, Eric. Give him the banner.
3: All right. All right. Please hold. There we go. Uh, we all saw the intro sequence. There is a
4: particular theme uh, to this intro sequence. Can any of you gentlemen tell me what that theme is? And Eric, you're disqualified because you're the EP and you already know what it is.
3: I'm about to say, I recuse myself. Uh, Sounds um, like a lot of
7: Halloween episodes to me.
5: Harry, were I you going to say... I was just going to say general themed episodes rather than just specifically Halloween. Um, so,
4: you're both correct, actually. Um, All of the cutaways introducing Drew... Were from all of the Halloween specials. Uh, fun fact: I started off making this intro. I was thinking, okay, I'm going to do April Fools because Drew is known for his April Fools shows. And I started downloading all of the the video evidence and stuff that I need. And I and I started clipping, and I'm like, all of these episodes look exactly the same, and it's literally just George Gray. Yelling his signature Drew Carey 16 times in a row. This is boring. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to pivot here. What can I pivot into? Let me see. I remembered the Yodely Guy episode. And I'm thinking, okay, I want to get the Yodely Guy intro into here. And I'm like, oh, that was Halloween. Okay, I thought that was April Fool's. Uh, so I started pitching, I started pivoting over to pay, to, to Halloween, and in the middle of, of Halloween, I found the decades week that they did back in season 44.
6: Great
4: um, week!
7: Great week!
4: So, what you saw at the very beginning and end of the intro was the 90s episode. Uh, complete with, with Drew Carey doing his audience intro with Bob Barker hairdo, as he mentioned. Um, I will say the very first cutaway to Drew Carey there at the very, very beginning, the very first Drew Carey was Rich Fields from Drew Carey's very first taped episode.
7: <laughs> Obligatory um, plug from Harry is obligatory. Of but course, yeah, that that,
4: a, that was this week's episode. A, or that was. This it's a fun intro. game.
7: I would say it, there was only one way you could have made that intro better, Brian. right And that, if you're gonna if
4: you're gonna say Craig Ferguson, it wouldn't have fit thematically because I was thinking about putting in the Craig intro where they uh from, from that prices or from that April Fools flip.
3: Oh my! So the no. wavelength isn't on tonight. Not yet. No, anymore. I was thinking since, since you, mentioned you mentioned April Fools, leave the your money. You Bob Parker. I
4: had that one. I literally, I had them all in the timeline, and I'm like,
7: this doesn't fit right. But he's. But the announcers still says, says Drew, Drew Carey, Curry, and out comes Bob. Bob. It is it the is perfect troll. Oh, it
4: was, it was an absolutely perfect troll. You are not wrong about that at all whatsoever. Um, I can probably... Give me a moment here, and I could probably find it in the list of... Uh...
7: Though we got to be careful when we talk about Drew Carey hosting game shows. I mean, we do run the high risk of blowing our load too early.
3: That pun was terrible to the power of 10. I will X myself. Can I just say that, that Bob Barker
4: her. is not amused? That's what we're xing for. <laughs> Speaking of Bob Barker, we've got the footage. Yes.
5: Do we have the audio?
4: Did it not share with the audio?
5: It did not share with the audio. If that's daily motion, yeah, you have to actually turn the sound on.
3: Ah, daily motion. Okay, try it again. Recommendation,
5: Toby, you're not wrong. (laughs) It's John. The puns are always bad.
3: (laughs)
4: Again, I had all of these clips downloaded, ready to go, in my video editing software, Sony Vegas. And again, but it just, it didn't timeline right to me, and, well, yeah, it didn't timeline right to me, so.
5: Is, is that what it, is that what Discord means when it says you're playing Vegas Pro 17?
4: Yes, yes, I'm in the middle of video editing.
5: Okay. I was curious about that. Now I have yeah. my answer.
3: <laughs>
5: I don't know. Toby. You want to go I ahead?
3: Mean, that's like standing behind. You want to go Brian... ahead and read it?
5: So our, Eric, you want to go ahead and read it? So our listening audience can be. No, no, he does
4: not need to read it. That's the host decision. We're moving on.
7: <laughs> Hashtag damn it Toby.
5: <laughs> yes.
4: And I would like to remind a certain listener by the name of Damn It, Toby that I too that I also know where he lives. In continuation of a discussion that we were having
7: before the show started, so our story begins October fifteenth, two thousand seven, on CBS. Drew Carey takes over as host of The Price Is Right.
5: We have a clip in just a moment, but we will have a clip. Are we, are we going to the non-credible academic after you air the clip here, Mr. Espinosa? Uh, on, on Drew, really Allison, and Kerry? I
4: don't really think there's... Uh, there, oh, yeah, we can go to the clip on uh, one Mr. Drew, Allison, Kerry, sure.
3: But we have a clip. Um, I kind of disagree with that one, Toby. Not going to read it for the listening audience, but I disagree.
4: Toby, I share certain secrets with certain people, and I promise you, you don't know the deepest, darkest ones.
8: Yes.
5: On <laughs> Here it comes. I like how I met your mother.
8: Parker Studio at CBS in Hollywood. Again, I would like to remind you, I had all of this stuff planned. Fantastic prices. The fabulous 60-minute price is live.
4: Also, Eating on Air is a two hundred Network wow. exclusive. Come on now. Tonight's dinner is rings. Hmm. <laughs>
9: All right, Leonardo, come
8: on down. And that's come on down. And Bernard Davis, come on down. You are the first four contestants of The Price is Right. And now, here is the star of The Price is Right,
4: Drew Carey. Again, same clip from the intro. He's so fat here. No offense to Drew
3: Carey, but this is definitely fat Drew Carey. I mean, you're not wrong
5: when you say oh, so price that.
2: That's right. Happiest place on earth. Look at this place.
5: Correct me if I'm wrong. Gastric bypass, no.
2: Richfield, yes, what's sir. our First time uh, of the day so? on the Price is Right.
5: Drew, it's fun.
8: Scuba equipment. You know, we've. No,
7: no. Just Diet and exercise <laughs> plan resulted uh, in extensive and weight, weight loss. loss. You know. I two diabetes. diabetes. And, uh, and uh, had a surgery in twenty twenty. You know, uh, apparently, is do that, GM.
1: GM.
5: Uh, yeah, the uh, apparently, uh, the glasses are fake now. He doesn't need them anymore. Apparently, Nielsen's already on the non credible academic resource.
3: I mean, he's been there pretty much the whole time. It's his thing. Now, no. now, gentlemen, would you like to
4: play the first one bid, or shall we go to the first academic? Or shall we go to the academic resource?
5: I'll play along with the one bid. Why not? We've talked about getting, having more show interaction involved here. All right. Are we doing this in order that we are across the bottom screen? So Eric goes first, Brian goes uh, second. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Okay.
3: My initial bid. Well, I'm going to let me hear about it a little bit more first. Yeah, I was going to
4: say. Pause for me go one ahead second. And, let me go ahead and play it from here. We go.
5: All right. First item up for bid. Real quick. Pause for one second. I just want to point out, I don't know if you guys noticed it as well. The model for Drew's first one bit is a carryover from the Barker era and Rachel Reynolds. Mm -hmm. Rachel Reynolds stayed on for quite a while after like 15 years. Well, she was there for like 15 years. Um, I want to say, I think she just recently.
4: Oh God, that was not good.
5: Like 2003 to 2018. If I'm not mistaken, I think I saw on the, uh, on the model Wikipedia page.
4: Just so y'all know, we are getting some really intense, severe weather outside right now. So uh, if we happen to, uh, you know, disappear,
2: yeah.
3: Also, can't talk about Drew without stating Cleveland yeah. Rocks. Depends in which way. Tell that to Browns fans.
5: Uh, as a diehard uh, fan you
3: know, of South the South
2: tru-
7: fans.
3: All right, gentlemen. First item okay. up for bids today.
4: <laughs>
5: oh. Okay. Oh.
2: Welcome the Price is Right, happiest place on earth. Look at this place. Just fantastic. Richfield, yes, what's sir. our first item up for bids today on the Price is Right?
8: Drew, it's fun. Scuba equipment. Ah. From Oceanic, it's a complete scuba package. Experience diving comfort and freedom with a regulator, wetsuit, mask, snorkel, fins, and a personal dive computer. From Oceanic, inventing the freedom of diving, tank included.
2: Hey, that's great! And of course, this beautiful prize will go to the one of you who bids closest to the actual retail price without going over. Eric, you first.
4: Eight fifty. Eight fifty. All right. Uh I got to remember how to edit my name here there it is. Uh I am going to say 1100. Gone. 851 and Really?
6: Harry. Really? Yeah.
4: Harry. I uh, say
5: 1200.
4: 1200. All right, let's go to the actual bids we are
2: getting a fifteen hundred from
5: the audience. That's I to the I will remind bids, Toby
2: please. that Todd. He could be in the next one. All right, how you doing? What you good? I'm doing fine, Drew. How you doing? Doing great. Real okay. great. Eighteen hundred. Eighteen hundred. Flag. How you doing, buddy? Six fifty. Six fifty. Aura. How are you? Hi, Drew. Love you. Twelve hundred. Twelve hundred. Thomas. Thirteen hundred. Thirteen hundred. Says Thomas. And the actual retail price is twenty-one fourteen. Harry! Come on up, they're playing
4: a the first pricey game of Drew's rain and it's
1: going to be this.
6: Technically,
1: I think Toby won it. Actually, well, yeah, technically
4: Toby did win it, but he's not a contestant.
2: He's not a contestant. Nice he's just in the audience. Congratulations! He's not the one contestant. bro I could have made a I'm terrible
3: gonna... joke involving my beard.
2: <laughs> my wife Your wife did. Maybe he can drive back. Rich, tell him what he's got.
4: Bernard, how about a new G?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: he's already running over to the car like he wanted it. <laughs>
8: The Hold Jeep 4x4 comes with standard equipment plus air conditioning, and
4: locking fuel yet? cap. The Jeep Wrangler. Oh. back get the fuck back over there! All oh. the way from.
2: <laughs> Slowly, I turned. You saw that step. little shove okay. she gave him. Wait, whoa whoa, 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 I used to have a Jeep Wrangler. A really fun car. The middle number is. Time. Hold sons. on.
7: Sorry, um, Did you not get the reference that Drew Carey made? Because that is an esoteric reference there. To Niagara to, Falls. Slowly I turn. Classic movie reference, actually.
4: Uh, no, I, I did uh, not get it. Sorry.
5: 19,675.
7: 19, 18690. Stooges reference.
5: <laughs> I am
4: recusing myself because I, I know yeah, I do know it.
9: Whoa.
4: I didn't I didn't I don't I didn't remember the the one bid, which is why I bid on it. I do remember this. At least I remember part of it, so I don't think it's fair if I play.
7: Um, okay. Link to the slowly I turned reference for the uh, no
5: Ah, guess the All car right. price, Jonathan. I, Again, I I'm not 19, guessing because I
4: know the first I know the first half of the price.
5: I said 19675.
4: God, those lightning strikes are awful close.
7: 21690.
5: Oh, he, he's going with how super expensive. It's a Jeep Wrangler, John. All right, so he says he says 21.690. 21, Eric, what is your number? I'm
2: going with 21 21 let's see if 21 is under one of these symbols under here you get the first of the back half no you get $21 you have four chances here you got $21 Uh my wife says 19 your wife says 19 I would listen to my wife if I was you Mm -hmm. wife says 19 there it is first half of the car (laughs) well I'm wrong (laughs) Bernard halfway there Give me the last two numbers. You're all set.
5: Broadhurst is on fire tonight.
2: 75. Wife says 18. Boo. No, but you have $39. I don't know. Sometimes sometimes El
5: Cheapo works. Yeah, but not as the back end of the car.
2: Life again.
4: No, I've seen them do that. They did. Oh, they used to there. do that on in Boston. Hey!
2: Seventy-five. You win it. Get in there. Get in there. Big up Bernard. Congratulations. You win it. You won a jeep. We'll be right back. Lamar back. away. beat Van wins a jeep.
3: Okay, so Harry, I'm gonna need you to text me some lotto numbers, uh, please and thank you. I mean, you got two of them right there, 19 and 75. The lotto doesn't go that high, you dingus. Unless they it changed really it does. again. All
4: right, <laughs> I was gonna James say please. what are
3: they uh what are, what are they at? Like
5: sixty-three now or something? Something like that. Ooh, new viewer. According to my buddy Patrick Ketza, who actually uh Eric just posted up there on the uh on the chat as well, uh Rachel Reynolds is still with the Price is right. I was gonna say I'm pretty sure she is, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
4: anyway, I'm,
1: I'm
4: sure y'all saw that, that on may screen. Been,
5: Please, that may I know y'all saw that on
4: screen. That flash on screen.
5: Mm-hmm. We saw yeah, the first one too.
4: That's how close they're getting.
5: Uh, Brian yeah. Espinosa and Jonathan Nielsen may not be seen much longer t- this evening. <laughs> if that happens, uh, that's the show, later. folks. <laughs>
3: if that happens, uh, you guys ready to take over?
5: Two minutes. I feel like we might might be rescheduling this deep dive if that happens. No.
7: Nope. Show must go on. Show must go
5: on. Anyways.
7: I might hop on my phone. All right.
4: Yeah, that might be. It might get down to that.
5: So,
7: to
4: To the non credible academic resource. Yes, please. Mr. Nielsen, tell (laughs) us about one Mr.
7: Drew Allison Carey. U.S. Marine Corps veteran. Hoorah.
4: Superfy.
7: Active in the uh, TV industry since 1985. man known for improvisational comedy. He had the Drew Carey show. He had Drew Carey's green screen show. Whose line is it anyway? We do not talk about what happened underneath the desk. You have Price is Right. You have Power of 10. Andrew carries improvaganza.
5: A.K.A. Whose Line is it anyways 2.0. I, yeah, I believe Improvaganza was syndicated. It was on GSN.
7: So as a Marine Corps reservist. Was, was it really? Yes. Mm-hmm. So as a Marine Corps reservist from eighty one to eighty seven, earned rank of sergeant in E5. And born and raised in the old Brooklyn neighborhood of Cleveland, Ohio. Graduate at Kent State, part of Delta Tau, Delta Fraternity. Expelled twice for four academic
2: performance. (laughs)
5: Well, if I'm not mistaken, and I could be wrong about this, I think he started doing stand-up in college.
7: Yeah, and uh, previous lines of employment include uh, in the um, in the Marine Corps Reserve uh, field radio operator of the 25th Marine Regiment in Ohio, moved to Vegas for a few months in 83, worked for a short time as a back teller waiter at Denny's.
6: I
4: missed Denny's.
7: Up career at Denny's
4: is still around, but it's not the same.
5: Eh. Well, here's the pro- here's the problem. There used to be one, like legitimately, like five minutes up the road from me, and in the COVID pandemic, it went out of business. No, you know what I miss? So,
4: and this was, and and COVID had nothing to do with
5: this one. Sadly, you can take us back four yeah,
7: screen bring air. back. Uh, oh, also
4: speaking speaking of restaurants, briefly, I
5: miss Perkins.
7: Yes, and now we still I have day, Perkinson's up here. Before go we ahead, down, go ahead, John. Everybody. I have a question. So, besides the price is right, name a long running television series that has featured both Bob Barker and Drew Carey on separate occasions.
4: I know a the answer to this. Oh. I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this. Go ahead. I am pretty sure it's Monday Night Raw.
7: You are correct. The uh, longest running weekly upside series on television, it is Monday Night Raw.
3: Yeah, that would the explain west of everything. Really- Orlando, but
7: appreciate it, Toby.
3: Well, I'm east of Orlando, just farther north.
7: Way
5: further north. Real quick, um, allow um, me to take this.
7: January 21st. 2001 entered as Vince McMahon's guest entrance in the Royal Rumble uh, it didn't last very long I was Royal
5: gonna say Rumble. technically he wasn't on uh, technically I don't believe he was on raw he was in uh he was in the Royal Rumble itself Thank you Patrick I was just about to get there
3: yep he had that up there but I I was waiting since someone you know doing their
5: thing. Uh, Real quick For our wrestling crossover For our wrestling crossover audience Rest in peace Scott Hall And this one's for you Ayo That was his signature greeting Whenever he cut a promo Yeah. Yeah
7: The, the confused look was I was, I'm reading the end, not a critical source
5: here. That was more ah. for the two non-regular wrestling watchers above. <laughs> Thanks for the sell, Patrick. Appreciate it. Drew All right, Really, um, Harry? Really? What? Oh. I know my classics.
7: Cameo. Well,
5: I appreciate that, but I know Eric isn't much of a wrestling watcher. He's picked well, up I... things here and there, but
3: well, I knew about that from previous tributes, like of oh, the Chiseled Adonis. Right. So I, I had a feeling. But
7: Drew, Cameron yeah, we can kill the graphic characters. Appeared on an episode of.
5: I remember and, that they thought he was the killer on the episode. He, they thought he was the killer on the episode, and he wasn't.
7: As a retired Marine, his character was a sergeant, last rank he held in real life. Real pictures of him in dress blues and everyday garb were on the plasma screen in the squad room. <laughs>
5: Pay
7: no attention to the man behind the. Grill. Would you
5: like to fill? Feel- would you like to fill in our listening audience, Eric? Well, no, that was another local weather report dealing for
3: what's going on and why we're seeing... I don't need a local weather
4: button. report. I can look out my blind and tell you it's raining cats and dogs, and I don't even need to look out the blinds to do that because I'm hurting like a bitch right now. Well, he, uh,
3: he was the one who wanted to know, hey, fill everybody in. As I had some of the comments on screen. And, and technically, since since you over there are the host, I know with your discretion, I'm not going to read all of them.
7: As I said, it's raining
9: sideways.
5: We now go to Ollie Williams for the Black U weather forecast, Ollie. It's fucking raining. Thanks, Ollie. <laughs> I'm at the wrong airport. Here's
9: what it looks like it is.
5: Bring me some soup. What kind, what kind of Come soup? Here. <laughs> all right,
7: we'll get right on it. All
5: right, back, back to the show.
7: So, Eric, actually, I got one more. Eric, how you beating the heat up there?
3: I, I don't – of all the people, I'm not the one to get all the references to. You know how long Swim it's been since I've swimming,
4: swimming, Swimming hole. The answer <laughs> is swimming hole.
3: Okay, like I <laughs> said – you know, I like I said, when I was going to make a whole joke about a stereotype while I didn't get the scuba gear, but oh, no, didn't want to touch that territory. Now you're setting me up for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I
5: mean, the views why? and opinions of Johnson <laughs> Nielsen do not necessarily reflect those. They
3: the should have <laughs> never gave you money? <laughs> they should have never gave me a network as more like it. Yeah, here we are.
4: Uh, (laughs) All right, guys, back on topic. All right, all right, all right, all right. right. Let's get back on topic, gentlemen.
7: Who do you think I am, Brooks Parkinridge?
4: I have no idea who that is. We're talking about one Drew Allison Carey, the host of The Price is Right, whose uh, interesting uh, side hobbies include soccer. And
7: And, and to that point. I actually have a story about
4: that yes hi hi i'm the host i'm telling you to shut up thank you um
5: i, I have a do any you of you
4: know you. Ooh, the soccer team that carrie has a stake in okay that one was pretty obvious go ahead i'm gonna go ahead and uh send it over to co-host of soccer to the max here on the w2m network mr eric watkins To take it away, please tell us about Mr. Carey's uh, soccer interests.
3: You're correct. As one of the more recent premier, then expansion teams, who has gone on to great success in Major League Soccer, Drew Carey is indeed part owner of former co-host, and welcome back to the network at any time, Miss Rachel Krieger herself. Her favorite club, Seattle Sounders FC. One of the main contenders for MLS Cup even this year.
5: Okay, so actually Jonathan raises a very valid point inside of the uh, private chat here. Jonathan, I'll let you go ahead and read what you just sent in the private chat out loud, and then I'll, I'll touch on that real quick.
7: So who do you think I am, Brooks Parkinridge, that's the... Uh... Pseudonym that Drew Carey actually uses When taking pictures of the U.S. national soccer team As a press photographer And selling those via wire services He was at 2006 for World Cup For his show Drew Carey's Sporting Adventures
3: So you're telling me that sometimes If I post like a more recent episode Of Soccer to the Max And I go on to Getty images And I see the name Brooks Parkinridge that could—that's him. That's him. I'm, yes,
5: I'm gonna be on the lookout for that. All right. So this actually ties into what I said at the start of the show about the Kevin Paul chat show with True Carey. One of the things that Drew talks about is the fact that he got deeply into soccer upon moving out to Los Angeles because he wanted a local team out in Los Angeles that he could follow that had no sport affiliations to Cleveland. Cleveland did not have a professional soccer team there, the Cleveland Crunch indoor soccer team not included. So Drew went to an L.A. Galaxy game and fell in love with the game, including eventually working his way up to earning press credentials as a photographer on the sideline, traveling on a complete world tour with the U.S. men's national team, including having to buy tickets to a game in Trinidad at a KFC.
3: We don't mention Trinidad and the United States around these parts.
5: Link a link to the Kevin Pollock show will be.
7: And there you have for the audio listeners a photo of one, Rooks Parkinridge.
5: A link to the Kevin Pollock chat show with Drew Carey will be provided in the show description as well. So Drew Carey is not only involved in
4: sports with just soccer. Uh, as we spoke beforehand, uh, he did in 2001 enter the then WWF's Royal Rumble. Uh, he did it uh, to promote a
5: paper uh, stand-up pay-per-view. Yes. I specifically, sorry for stepping on your punchline there, but I specifically... I thought you minute. were going to correct
4: me about the WWF, which is No, why I you,
5: you were correct. It was still the World Wrestling Federation in January of 2001. Yes, I know. I'm reading to off rest- of the
4: non-credible academic resource.
5: The pay-per-view was on the road to arguably what many consider the best WrestleMania ever in WrestleMania X7, 17 from 2001, and Drew Carey was self eliminated in that Royal Rumble after being in the ring by himself when Kane's music hit. And Carey thought that discretion was the better part of valor and self eliminated.
4: Well, not only (laughs) that, but he did the stupid decision and he tried to bribe Kane first. I mean, he did, and it did not work.
1: Um,
4: however, in 2011, and an ironic twist of fate. Um, If I could use the word irony Wait. loosely um, Hang on We're talking
7: wrestling Brian says twist of fate I'll give it to him Harry
5: That's monkey That's I, I, monkey
4: worthy for me I, I, I really wasn't trying to go for a monkey for once
7: <laughs> Jeff Hardy is a Hardy Twist of fate
5: uh, Matt Hardy, but twist of fate reference to the Hardy boys. No, I know Drew what Carey it is. Ad- I,
4: I really didn't think of it. It
5: just. <laughs> it's more topical than you realize because the other two superstars to share, share the ring with Drew Carey when he was in the Royal Rumble, Matt and Jeff Hardy. This That's is the kind of. I- n- I pull a putt
4: out of my ass and don't even realize that I just pulled a perfect putt out of my ass. Well, this is like other things that get pulled out of other people's asses, which are topics that we will discuss on point of viewer Family
9: Sunday show. nights
3: here on the W2 Web Network. See, what I was going to say was you're gonna go ahead and only get this kind of knowledge on the indie siders with Harry Broadhurst and Mark Ratelich. They've got a new episode coming up, but yeah, point of viewer, there's Sunday. going to be some updates. This Sunday, trust
5: me, there's that a was just like
4: a massive plug block there, wasn't it? Pretty much. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, again, ironic twist of fate in 2011. Kerry was inducted into the WWE Hall of
5: Fame by none other than Kane. Into the celebrity wing of the Hall of Fame before wrestling fans get butthurt about his inclusion. Uh, Believe me, it's a real thing.
4: He also compete- uh, so so Carrie has done some uh celebrity uh, a few celebrity competitions um not so much game show. I don't know if you want to call poker a sport per se um but he did uh play in the first celebrity edition of the 2003 world poker tour. I was getting to that Harry.
3: That's why I sent it in the chat. I didn't step on your line. Oh, oh no, when you mentioned that, I'm sorry. Wheelhouse, um... wheelhouse, trust me, he was gonna get to it.
5: Carry on, heck, <laughs> carry <laughs> I
7: see what you did there. I'm surprised I didn't think of it. <laughs>
6: Uh, Yeah, so he
4: competed in the 2003 Celebrity Edition of the World Poker Poker Tour, placed fifth, uh, beating out the only other actor, Jack Black, and won $2,000 for his charity, uh, which is not specified. Um, He is somewhat of an avid runner. He's done a few marathons in his time. Uh, in 2011, he did the Marine Corps Historic Half Marathon in an hour and 57 minutes. Right. Uh, on September 4th, he did the Disneyland Half Marathon in hour 50 minutes. And in October 30th, 2011, he finished the Marine Corps Marathon. With a chip time of four hours thirty-seven minutes and eleven seconds, placing 10,149th out of 20,940. Would have thought its time would have been better, but so, not bad
3: overall. Oh, dead center.
5: Top uh just about to say, a little bit above the midway point there for him. So impressive performance. Um
4: Carrie is definitely a an, an, a bit of a philanthropist. Um, he is an avid supporter of libraries. He credits them for uh, beginning and making his comedy career. Uh, and on May 2nd, 2000, uh, somebody trying to jump the gun on me here. Uh, in a celebrity edition of the greatest game show of all time,
3: Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? With Regis Philbin. Asterisk. Look, if no, I will no, I will concede this. Millionaire will be the greatest game show of all time if you acknowledge that la cerveza más fina actual, la cerveza más fina en los Estados Unidos es Chihuahua. I'll concede that if you concede
5: that. Okay, fine. Claro Okay, see. Sí. Did, did I did I suddenly hit the SAP button on my podcast? Sí, <laughs> ustedes estamos oyéndonos en
4: el W2M Network. Esto es un presentación del W2M Network. Ustedes están escuchando a Life is Like a Game Show.
5: Inglés, por favor.
4: Puedes encontrar todos nosotros en sus favoritos servicios de podcast del todo del internet. <laughs> y también puedo buscarnos a nosotros en el internet, social media, por Facebook, Twitter, YouTube e Twitch.
5: This is turning in. <laughs> you and you and me both, Toby. <laughs> Look, don't tempt uh, me,
4: don't tempt me to we it's
3: a quota, it's a A famous movie.
1: I'm gonna need a
4: SAP
3: button for that some bitch. Look, do we will pull an extreme gong one of these days and do an entire episode
5: in Spanish if we have to. I, uh... I issue a
3: challenge.
5: Harry Brothers, no esta aquí para... El epi- <laughs> I don't know what the Spanish word for episode <laughs> is. That, was pretty, damn, <laughs> I that was pretty damn close. That was pretty damn close. I, I don't... God episodio? Episode. Episodio. Episode, I was close. Yes, you were. That's why I said it was pretty damn
7: good. And you know what?
5: You didn't no, it's st- No, it's stoy- Technically,
7: but anyway, I, seriously, I issue a challenge. Adios, when we get to the point where we <laughs> finally actually review Extreme Gong, we do it twice, and the first time is in Spanish. I'll be heavily
5: leaning on my Google Translate that night. No estoy aquí.
7: <laughs>
4: <laughs> el señor Harry Broadhurst no va a estar aquí con nosotros esta noche. Usted está escuchando sí, un presentación especial de Life is Like a Game Show, aquí en el
5: 2 m Network. Alright, back on track, guys. Yeah. Fun little detour. Admittedly comical. We'll go with it. Uh, Eric... Okay. The so, YouTube link... So, that you hold, should... hold on,
4: hold on. No, no, no. I got interrupted right before the best part. You're not cutting me off just... when I'm about to talk about the greatest game show of all time with the greatest New Yorker of all time.
5: We already are talking about the greatest game show of all time. Hello, deep dive, Price is Right. I don't know. I mean, technically, he just conceded, so
3: that means we get better product placement.
7: Yeah, uh, that might mean we need a new bracket.
3: Um... Anyway. No, the bracket, Rancid
4: Randy has been fired from the W2M network <laughs> after the non-inclusion of Talladega Nights in the greatest sports movie of all time bracket
3: last week. He we will be coming for you, Rancid Randy. <laughs> anyways,
5: I, anyways, I so moving, I,
4: continuing on before our little sidebar there. Drew so Carey's um,
7: Harry, a Buddhist anyway, going back.
4: Um. Apparently, Drew Carey is also very smart, uh, to the point where he won $500,000 on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, playing for the Ohio Library Foundation. Um, he later went on, he won an additional $32,000 on, on the second Celebrity Millionaire, uh one of i've if i remember correctly it was like two or three celebrities that played twice um making him one of the the biggest winning contestants on millionaire who didn't win the top prize uh curiosity was the
5: second one still regis or was that meredith Vieira? no that they were all regis both were regis okay I'll have to see if I can't find his celebrity appearance on YouTube as well. Speaking this of is, YouTube, th-
4: see, 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 I, I will acknowledge Vieira's existence, but I don't like it. Anything past Vieira, anything past anything Cle- Vieira clock game and onward
3: does not exist to me. Just like Leslie Jones supermarket sweep does not exist. Look, to me. you can explain your hatred for a particular hosts of that show in twenty-five words or less on another episode.
5: Bravo, sir. Give yourself a monkey for that one. Um, I no, look, you, actually, you, you I... don't you
3: throw me a full toss, I'm gonna hit it for six. Okay, this is how I rolled.
4: Speaking of, I hope that they don't have weather like we're having currently later on this evening.
5: Hey, uh, just as a heads up. Speak, speaking of YouTube, the YouTube link that I sent in the private chat that everybody will see in the show description is the Kevin Pollock chat show with Drew Carey that I mentioned earlier.
4: Um, Carey's World Poker Tour winnings uh, went to the Cleveland Public Library charity. Um, and in 2007, he offered to donate up to $100,000 in $10,000 increments to the Mooch Memorial Fund, if anybody could beat him at FIFA Soccer 07 for the Xbox 360, he dared five players from the U.S. men's and women's national teams to compete against him. Uh, he ended up donating 100000 anyway, 60000 for losing two games out of the six games he played. Um, Does it say he beat him? No, unfortunately. Oh. Um... In October of 09, he made a bid of $25,000 in a charity auction for the At Drew Twitter account. Uh, he later increased his offer to $100,000 if the number of followers on his then account, At Drew from TV, reached 100 k by the end of the auction. Um, he then said on, on an interview with CBS News that he would donate a million to the uh, Lance Armstrong Livestrong Foundation. If his follower count reached one million by the end of 09.
7: You mean he would donate one <laughs> million
3: dollars.
4: Yeah, and how well we'll be coming that back go? to that one million dollars in a few minutes, by the way. <laughs> um,
7: cool, we don't get to use that reference often enough on this show.
4: Another of Carrie's offers uh, to contribute to helping others came in September 2014. Uh, he promised ten thousand dollars to help find the perpetrators of a. Um, uh, uh, on second thought, I'm gonna. Yeah, I, I was
3: about to say. Yeah, I mean, I The rest of that, that
5: sentence. were... I know, I know the story you're referring to. Best to avoid that one on air. Yeah, yeah one um, of two that we. He offered ten
4: thousand dollar reward for a very heinous
5: crime. That Indeed. was.
4: Then very quickly matched by several celebra- other celebrities.
5: Um, Real quick. I have a question. I've got a question. Thank you. Has he ever offered a $23,743 reward? That is
4: too oddly specific for me to not say no, because I'm sure you know something that I don't.
3: Oh, I uh, we'll get to it knows. a little bit.
5: We'll get to it a little bit later in the show. Dun, dun, dun. Wait,
3: wait, wait. If you're going to do that, if you're going to do that.
7: Dramatic reverb.
4: Now, also, very notably, I have to note it because we're talking about Drew Carey a little bit here. It's not the folks of the show tonight. But it is of note, Price is Right is not Drew Carey's first game show hosting foray.
7: Again, mention of blowing loads early.
4: Um, John knows the answer to this, so he's going to have to recuse himself. Eric or Harry, do you know the game show that Drew Carey hosted before he
3: got the gig with Price?
5: It was in the greatest game show of all time tournament.
3: Damn right it was. I mentioned he ta- it on here he ta- in the pun.
5: He talks about it on the uh, Kevin Pollack thing as well, that he had recorded the pilot for this when he was offered the job at Price is Right. Power of 10. Power of 10, yep. All
4: right. So that is the background biography of Mr. One, Drew Allison Carey, the uh, current host of the Price is Right. Who has been serving as the current host of the Price is Right for a little over 15 years now. I cannot believe that it's actually been that long. Believe it.
7: Man, I'm old. Mm, yeah. um, so there's kind of an elephant sitting in the room that we need to get to at some point. Are we oh, there, point? there... I, I think there, we might couple, be, yeah.
3: There's a couple...
7: So, um, if I could request the setup clip first, this is a Bob Barker a clip. Fair warning.
5: Are we going into this right now? I thought that we were going to do. Uh, I thought we were going to do, to do the Richfields George Gray thing first. Uh,
7: I think it might be better to talk about this first because this is going to take a while. Yeah,
4: I think I was, I was kind of wanting to segue into, um. perfect bid
5: okay so then we are okay we'll save we'll save richfields and george gray for a little bit later then all right um there's there's a lot
4: more to talk about actually beforehand before we get to perfect bid while john's you know getting all the stuff set up for that because i thought we had it already um something a big notable difference that i will say between bob barker's run of the prices right and now drew carey's is and it's evidenced by by what i've uh, put into the intro today uh and, and i talked about it at the very top of the show drew carey has been a lot more i guess for lack of a better term you can say adventurous mm-hmm. with the show um there's a lot more consistent theme weeks and times of year um We are pretty much almost uh, minus, you know, COVID uh, throwing some some wrenches into the mix here. Uh, We have been pretty much we have gotten an April Fool's special and a Halloween special every year, complete with costuming and gags and gimmicks and the whole nine yards. Um, I mean, for crying out loud, most notably 2014, uh, Craig Ferguson, the host of The Late Late Show, um, and Drew Carey's former boss on his sitcom, The Drew Carey Show, switched places. Drew went and hosted his talk show for the night.
7: And their announcers included.
4: Uh, yeah, the announcers, the models, everything included. Uh, they switched almost the entire crew. <laughs> um... Yeah, no, I, I, I've, I've watched clips of the Drew Carey. In fact, I can probably pull one up here. Um, if you gave me a moment.
7: In the meantime, while you're pulling up that, but clip, the uh, the Barker setup is ready.
4: Um, I'm sitting here watching clips from the uh, Craig Ferguson hosted Price Is Right April Fool special, and the people are freaking hugging the pantomime horse. Secretariat. They're literally just like they would go and run up and hug Bob Barker or Drew Carey and like just go crazy when they win. They're literally running up and it's a fucking
7: horse. So they. So this gives me a question. I don't have a formal question here, but this leads me to wonder, did they, while milling the line for Price is Right, actually funnel those people in the Drew Carey show and funnel the people who were there to watch the Drew Carey show into the audience of the prices right that day.
4: I don't think so. That would be, I think that would be a little bit too deceptive on CBS's part. That
7: would have been awesome to do, though.
4: I think they might have offered them tape or tickets to both tapings. Right? Like,
3: for that like. That would make they, more sense.
4: Yeah. Like, it's like, okay, if you were here for Drew and you're not going to get to see Drew because Craig's hosting. We'll give you a ticket to go see Drew do the do us basically a one-hour stand-up special almost. And vice versa. And vice versa. But I don't think people are going to leave the prices right just because it was Drew Carey. In fact, I know people knew about it to at least some extent prior to, because one of the contestants actually had. A, I think it was like Kiss Me Craig shirt or something to that effect on. So they knew that Craig would be the host that day. Even if it was extremely short notice, it was still it was definitely known to some degree.
7: Gentlemen. But. Harry Brothers mm-hmm. will be muted tonight.
5: There we go. I do apologize. I do apologize for having to step away for a few seconds. I had a phone call I had to take. All right. Um yeah, the thing about the, uh, the the Ferguson hosting the episode of The Price is Right is I would imagine that that episode of The Price is Right is available on YouTube if people search for it. I know for a fact. Oh, it isn't. It's not I've on seen YouTube.
7: Pieces in the past it may have gotten pulled.
4: Fremantle well, I- seems to have a hard on for that specific episode. And will not let it exist in its entirety on YouTube. There is a channel that has a couple of the pricing games um, and the showcases, but um, it does not contain the full episode.
5: Well, I know for a fact that the episode of the Late Late Show that Drew Carey hosted... Yeah, no, that Ferguson was perfectly
4: fine. Like, Worldwide, on Pants, Worldwide Pants, which is the company that controls the rights to, you know, that stuff, uh, to Late Late Show and Late Show with David Letterman, they don't give a shit. But Fermantle's got That's- a hard-on for some reason... <clears throat> For the 2014 episode Or the 2014 April Fool's episode Because every time I see it go up uh, It's it's down almost instantly
10: real And the quick, few places uh,
4: that I, I have tried to find it um, Yeah <clears throat> I know there's a quick. thing on the screen there
5: <laughs> I was just about to read it uh, Patrick chiming in Patrick's a huge soccer fan uh, going back to the FIFA charity games, I couldn't find the outcomes of all of the matches. But he definitely played Casey Keller, who was the U.S. men's goaltender, Hope Solo, who was the U.S. women's goaltender, and Taylor, what are we doing, Twelman? Keeper.
3: They're goalkeepers in soccer, but yes.
5: I don't feel good. I'm not me getting alone.
4: involved in this fight.
7: And on that note, um, can we, uh, head back to 1980 for
4: a moment for a clip?
3: Indeed we can. <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right. Before we, before we do that, I'm going to, I do have the,
3: uh, yeah, let's I do it.
4: I, 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 I have a clip, uh, real quick from,
3: uh, you can still share your screen share on your end as well. I left that open. Uh,
4: Fine, I'll do it that way.
7: (laughs) I feel like my clip got preempted by news. Five hundred.
1: All right. Mark, one thousand dollars. One thousand dollars. All right, Mark. Six fifty-one. Six fifty-one dollar. All right. Let me have a look at the actual retail price is $892. Eight hundred ninety-two dollars, Paula. That's you. Hey, hey, oh, okay, thanks. I'm yeah, here. She's here, mom. Are you all right, Paula? Yes. All right. Part of me let's,
4: really wishes they would have gave the to show to Craig Ferguson. so
1: excited about? What are you going to be playing for? A power tool kit, a trip to Palm Springs, and a... Race game? First, this cordless kit includes a variable... Can't
5: be, only three prizes.
1: ...saws, one chainsaw, and a four-position flashlight. Second, you and a guest will ride round trip in a chauffeured limousine from Los Angeles to Palm Springs for a six-night stay in a pool view king room at the Riviera Palm Springs, a swanky palm shaded oasis with sparkling pools and private cabanas. Yeah, Plus, enjoy one dinner and a round of golf. Third, this front-loading washer offers a 20-minute quick wash option, and the ultra-capacity dryer reduces energy use by up to 35%. And I think I dated him. And there's one more. It's a new truck.
4: And there's the horse.
1: It's the Toyota Tacoma regular cab 4x2 truck comes equipped with a 2.7 liter engine, four-speed automatic transmission, and sliding <laughs> the It's the Toyota Tacoma! It's just two interns. More or less. Here's what going to say. Here's the price. Is it more or less? And what we do is you have to win this prize in order to move on to that prize. You have to win that prize to move on to that prize. And if you win that prize, you move on to the new truck. All right? All right. Okay, the set of tools, two thousand dollars. More, more or less? less. Less.
4: You don't get a You don't get a monkey for that, John. That's called a gimme. Less. less.
1: The actual price is fifteen hundred dollars. Yes. Let's move on. Right.
5: Somebody Let's, might want to suggest decap to Ferguson. More or
1: less, two
2: thousand, two thousand five hundred.
1: More. More. Please, more. No, more. More. Please. Okay. More. It is. More.
3: Yeah. Palm Springs yeah. expensive uh, as fuck.
1: You're going to trip the Palm You're going to set a tools. I know you're going to enjoy them. Let's move on to the washer and dryer. Come on. All right. More or less. 2600 More or less? Sure. More or less? Less. Less? Less? Is it less? It's less! Let's see the actual redirect 2198. Let's go on and win you that truck. Come on. All right, all right, you ready? Yes. Ready? Now here's the deal. You get to keep all these things, except for the skeleton. The skeleton is mine. You get to keep all of these <laughs> things, no matter what happens here. But I'm gonna ask you, is this truck worth more or less than twenty thousand five hundred dollars?
3: It was a four-by-two. Four Come on, let's take yeah. Come on,
1: get on it. Yeah, hug the horse. You got to do horse, too. I'm keeping the horse. <laughs> get in there. Enjoy it. Look at that. You'll be able to take your presents. You can take all your stuff home. The actual retail price, of course, is 19775
7: Greg did bring a good energy on that show.
4: Like I said, I love how they just they they go and they hug the fucking horse,
7: man. <laughs> All right, so um, back to, now. Let me, let me try again. Back to 1980,
4: or not yet? Um, yeah let's let's go back to wait a minute. Why are we going back to 1980? Do we really have a to record yeah.
7: at the time?
4: Okay,
3: we can talk about the record yeah. at the time. Well, well, yeah, yeah we, 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 it's here. Since someone will mention trying to go into the hot tub time machine, we have to take at least I mean, one trip.
7: I'd rather be pulling a Roger Dobquits here by going into the record book than a Mike Richards. Oh, we're
4: getting to him. We're getting to him in a little bit here. And I mean, very short bit here. You are
9: it. Sabrina. And Orville, you are the runner you will have a showcase of beautiful prizes to bid on and the one of you who bids closer to the retail price of your own showcase without going over will win the showcase. However, if you are the winner and you are less than $100 away from the retail price of your own showcase, we will have the pleasure of presenting you both showcases. And Sabrina, as the top winner, you may bid on the first showcase or you may pass the first showcase to Orville and bid on the second Orville. Sabrina, look at showcase number one. Your showcase contains something for every room in the house.
3: Typical for back then. first for the
9: Barker Lounger, the fabulous new concept and modular furniture
3: called the Living End. Both entities are going to give you two luxurious refining chairs. Barker Lounger, haven't heard of that brand since and basketball. Next for the game
9: room, a home soda fountain. From GA Systems Incorporated, a home soda fountain. Everything you need to dispense your favorite soda, syrup, plus carbonated water, with the GA Systems. I totally
5: soda. rock one of those.
9: And Ditto. Fashion, this refrigerator freezer.
3: Pap with Barker. a John Level Pun, Bob Barker Lounger. Up, I of course you would.
9: And finally for the family room and unusual You're
5: fired, Ketza!
9: It isn't how you play the game, it's what you play it on. And this is the ultimate Covered in genuine goat skin When closed If your stunning cocktail table open And you're ready for a game of back camera And the showcase Can be I could use a table, table. like that Sabrina This showcase belongs
5: Alright so John's disqualified Because he's obviously seen this clip No
7: This is your
9: showcase. I know the result And how uh, close But
7: I don't know who does not
9: <laughs>
5: Are we not doing the play at home edition here?
3: (laughs) Well, Pat, like that means anything. Sean already did that once. (laughs) Well, send your hate mail to Mr. Hate Mail himself at s.com or (laughs) gmail.com.
5: Patrick actually used to co-host a podcast here on the W2M network with me.
9: I
4: know. Don't
9: hiss and boo, I think but uh, Brian and John uh, don't I know
4: more than you think Harry I've been read in on the now network's Santa history Hill Hill, sung
9: by Domino, and Wrestling
5: and Rap was included in the network's history Cool
3: I went First,
9: deep. Apparently. This
4: record no comment. A uh, don't, don't start your chuckling over there, Chuckles.
9: I, I wasn't going to until you loaded, mentioned Chuckles. <laughs> speakers, Our next tale is the famous Beverly Hills, Los Angeles. And you'll find out more about Beverly Hills firsthand with this gift certificate for $1,000 to Gucci. Very unusual for them to
3: do a gift certificate or cash in that era. Not necessarily. They also did gold as well.
4: When they did gold or cash, they were low budget. And you knew they were low budget. Because the they would go for literally the, the two car,
3: car minimum.
9: Downtown, yep. You the yeah. The th- the you're right, the down down Pat, you're
3: right. Them
5: Fats Domino albums. Apparently, Pat found his thrill up on Blueberry Hill. This is a good Three trips, impressive. Two trips. This was this was the era
4: where showcases were not structured to where they were towards the middle to end of Bob Barker's run where it was pretty much three to four and done. This was the time where you could easily see like seven prizes in a showcase. Oh, and I
9: agree.
3: That second showcase smoked the first one.
9: 55th. $5,600 is her bid on that Joe Gate. Orville bid $5,000 on here. Ah. Which one of these contestants is closer to the retail price? We'll find out in a moment. Right now, let's see this.
3: Introducing uh, the instant body.
9: Forward, uh, I have yeah,
3: to... yeah uh, uh, well. What...
7: Original VHS here.
3: Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. I'm going to have us <laughs> full screen as I fast forward. Now, granted, this... <laughs> This isn't going to be like the one incident ah. with the Australian rules football game that I saw. Which I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs>
6: Dead.
7: Um, time index you want coming back is 58-21. Super decade. And then match game.
4: Match game. Dumb Dora was so dumb.
9: How is-
5: dumb was she?
9: $4,035 for a difference of $4,035. You must whoa, whoa, $4,035. whoa,
3: whoa, whoa, whoa. For that every room, that was nine grand back then. That was
9: Ever, that living grand f- every
3: Ever living grand every room. Ever living. Ever living fuck. I know.
9: Going over to win your showcase. You gave us a bid of $5,600, and the actual retail price of your showcase is...
6: Five
3: thousand six hundred two. 2
6: Dallas.
3: Yeah, and winning twenty-one grand
5: back in that
3: day was no joke.
5: Eric, I'm gonna need you to do some math here. Twenty-one grand in nineteen eighty dollars, adjusted for inflation. I got to give me a moment.
3: Uh, good old inflation calculator. We use it off? I'm going to say off the top of my head. Oh, is it 21, 21, 489? 21, 419. I'd say anywhere from that triple was, to quadruple.
5: I would say probably about 75 grand. Excuse me.
7: Who's close? Not going over. 29,
4: 148. Oh. Hmm? What you said, right? 29,148.
3: 20,
5: no,
4: 21419. 21419. I, I think. I think Brian
5: might be slightly numerically dyslexic. And
4: no, I same. just have a very bad short-term memory. And the year is nineteen eighty. There's also that possible. $21,419 and 1980 is worth $73,748.94. Oh! Wow,
6: wow,
5: wow. oh, I'm over by wow. two grand. Oh, I'm over by two grand.
3: Uh, if we were playing the range game, I would have been right. I said between triple and quadruple. It's almost Holy smack dab God. in the middle.
7: <laughs> Anyways, that was the record at the time.
3: Segway. Almost, Pat. Almost a little over half the price.
4: Yeah, they the Price is Right did that every so often to like try to dissuade people from always passing the first showcase.
5: More to the point, more to the point here, how the hell is a trip overseas back then less than the cost of that game room?
3: Air travel wasn't the same back in nineteen eighty. Very unregulated, very unregulated, which meant very cheap. And planes falling out Uh of the sky.
7: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Also, probably the um, dollar was very strong back then internationally.
5: That's fair, too. Yeah, I didn't think about that. that
7: All right, so we show you... We
5: show you... (laughs) We show you that clip to talk about the story... Of Terry uh, Meese, b- 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 uh,
4: yeah. Halt, t- do we have the other? Cl- do we have the modern clip? Please tell me somebody queued up
3: the modern clip. Wow, where did these crickets come from? All of a sudden, of course. Which is why I'm already
4: like three steps ahead of you guys and typing it up. Please go to. Well, the that's thingy- why I was Jacob's
5: giving everybody. Room.
4: There we go. So yes, uh, Harry. Not not just not to steal your thunder, but I don't want to go. You're, you're you're saying something that's going a little bit too far ahead. At the oh, moment. so we're
5: just going to show the Terry. We're showing yeah. the Terry part. So, um we
4: show you that clip to set up this clip. Oh, okay. All
2: right, welcome back, everybody, Sharon.
4: Oh, it doesn't hold on. Sorry, and there's Exit your twenty-three. Exit out for a second. I want the actual there's the app yep, there's the full I want that full shot. South Africa courtesy of award winning South African Airways
8: offering the
2: uh, I said exit out
5: of me. Hmm. Slight slight volume warning to our, our friends using headphones. I can I'll I'll drop the volume. This one's a little bit louder than the previous one was. I I don't know if you guys actually saw the number in the... I don't know if you guys actually saw the number in the showcase there. That was where the reference to Drew Carey earlier came from. I knew
7: that.
5: Again, that was... I I was just going to say, I actually did my homework on this episode. Well, of course.
3: And just to think, when you can get through this... Doing your homework for the month of May won't be nearly as bad. And you're perfectly yes, executed... will, you gave... <laughs> Yes, it will
5: cuz you gave Yes it will cuz you gave me like six fucking things to watch for the month of May.
4: Oh yeah, no, you're screwed for pressure luck month. All right, I'm ready to go. Uh-huh. I mean, I
5: mean, here you got
7: 23743. Soon you have a 6-digit number to worry about.
5: 124
2: 110
5: one, oh, two, two, three, three, seven. Seven. i was i was over again
2: all right welcome back everybody here with terry and sharon sharon here's that okay. month of may sharon our models have really worked we're,
4: we're dedicating today, a whole so episode this to
8: to showcase off we're actually going to let them watch our audience members show you your prizes and now here's leazle ready to show you this new karaoke system Bunko Pro Sonic Station, an all-in-one surround sound tower that plays MP3s, DVDs, CDs, and karaoke. The sleek design makes it a stylish addition to any room, with an unbelievable sound from Bunko Pro. Uh, if she's a looker, I'll give him that. Next, Joseph was just dying to model. This at least they new picked a
4: looker
5: out of the audience. Pool table. I do like a good pool table.
8: A oh traditional God. favorite, oh clean gift this billiards table just right. from Golden West Billiards—a clean and distinctive right. look, accessory packaging included. <laughs> <laughs> and Karen was just chomping at the bit to show off this brand new trailer. It's I trailer trailer right. Company's telescoping travel trailer. This versatile 17-foot trailer lowers and raises in seconds. It features an overhead bunk, air conditioning, and 12-foot awning. So thanks, guys. A karaoke machine and pool table. A trailer.
2: And three rested models. Things Couldn't be better. <laughs>
4: <laughs> they totally yeah. snubbed the what guy. You,
2: say? you want to get on that or pass it on to Terry? I like trailer. How big is the trailer? I'm. I'm gonna go ahead and pass. Seventeen foot. Drew. Seventeen foot. She's passing it on to Terry. Terry, what do you bid for all that? It would have been an eighteen foot trailer. She might have bid on it, but it was only a seventeen. Twenty-three thousand seven hundred forty-three. Twenty-three thousand seven hundred forty-three dollars. Wow. That's very exact bid. Good luck, Sharon. Here's your choker. <laughs> Sharon, you want to show? If only was
7: looking directly at one place in that audience. All
4: right, take me off for a second. All
2: right, put me back up. All right, welcome back, everybody. Sharon. get all those trips around the world. Four basically what Brian 30, 000, pause 30, 000, for a second.
5: Basically, what Brian just said is fuck your showcase, Sharon.
2: $25. Actual retail price $31,019. Wow. Difference of $494. Wow. Terry. Was this the $250 era or the $500 era? $40. Still $250. 200. Yep. Actual retail price twenty-five hundred dollars 500 was only on prime $40. time. Million
3: million right and, and, and notice I'm glad that you went ahead and you caught back to that because pay special attention to the delivery of this news. I mean
4: we're going to talk about this in depth here I and mean, this is not going to be the first time. Oh yeah, he 100% knew. And we're mm-hmm. going to get into that in a minute. Oh yeah.
2: Wow. Terry Yeah. the trailer jukebox bid $23,743. Actual retail price, $23,743. You got it right on the nose. We <laughs> won <in> both <third> showcases. <laughs> Hasn't happens in 72 or 73. Right the nose. We won $56,437 for the prizes today. Folks, help control the pet population. Don't get your pet spayed or neutered. See you next time on Prices Right. Bye-bye. <laughs>
7: According to all the research that I could do, and I did a all right, lot God of and research. Pull the clip. I did a lot of research on this one. I believe that two dollar was the record at the time. It was it was and because I did not even- find that until the month we were actually doing the price is right here on Life's Like
3: Game Show so because okay. it broke the yeah, previous record which was $4 and that Strong was even premiere full- premiere in 72
5: ah uh, stepping on people's finishes a jonathan Nielsen exclusive
7: <laughs> yeah that was a 2504 versus a 2500 bid forda and there was a modern era five too. So a lot of single digiters, but that's the exacto.
3: Yeah. Th- 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 there, yeah, there's. No, right. <laughs> well, I, I was going to say he wasn't entirely stepping on my finish because what I was going to say was it was even before when you had the institution of the $100 window. Yes, he's correct.
5: That was from the premiere. So no double showcase on the $4 bid then? Nope. Well, that ain't that All right, Brian, are you okay over there?
4: Yeah, I'm I'm trying to queue up a
8: clip.
5: Okay, so while he's working on queuing up a clip there. Okay, so Patrick actually commented there. It's like he knew. Um, we'll get into the documentary more specifically here in a few moments. I'm sure Brian's going to go go about this at length there. Uh, Kerry has said on multiple occasions when he's talked about this that he was pulled aside before the reveal by the, ex- the executive producer at the time. It was a woman, I forget the woman's Kathy something or other. That's Kathy Fingers Greco, Kathy Greco, and was told that uh, we have a problem.
4: And one of the yeah, things I that, got, it, uh, I got, I got, I got my clip, which is actually going to explain exactly what you're saying. So let's go to the clip. All right, I'm we we now cut. we now show an excerpt from something we will definitely be talking about at length here. Uh, Perfect bid, the contestant who knew too much.
7: Uh, do me a favor, kill the closed captioning.
2: But the second Terry made that bid, I saw Kathy Greco, who is now one of the producers. She's got a clipboard. She's just standing there and watching, and not? she, she just turned and audio only into the area that I- was.
4: I think the screen. Great job, John! You caused it to bork. Just clicking a closed caption button caused it to bork. Apparently, that caused YouTube to bork. Yes.
3: No, because I saw the closed captioning that was already there. I think it's.
5: I think it's because of the fact that it's a, a movie with ads on the show. It blacks out when you try to screen share it.
7: That's a thing on here.
5: Because yeah, I've had that I've, problem, I've, I've had that problem with videos on YouTube when I've been on my video calls with Eva too, watching shows with her.
3: Not to mention the fact that we actually dealt with something similar way back when Harry and I did our alternate commentary. Turned out to be the premiere for the Broadhurst Walking Sports Report, Sports in Black and White, which this week will be available. Wednesday? Okay, give me,
4: give me like to stall for like two minutes
3: for me then, and I'll well, have this another way. Well, while you right. we were doing that, it is about that time. It's actually well past that time to remind everybody. Wait, wait, what? Go. Yes.
5: Thank you. You are listening to Life is Like a Game Show, a presentation of the W2M Network online at w2mnet.com. In addition, you can find us on all of your favorite podcast listening services iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, Castbox, Apple Pod, Google Pod. Rate and review us five stars on Spotify. Check us out on Overcast and watch us in video format on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. You did mention iHeartRadio, didn't you? I did. It's one of my first ones. Mwah. iTunes, iHeartRadio. There you go, hmm. and I managed to get that entire—I managed to get that entire plug off in about thirty seconds.
3: Also, check
5: shut out up, Watkins. I am trying so hard. What was hmm. that, Nielsen?
7: Also, be sure to check out our Discord link in the um, places where you find links. Oh it. yeah, I did forget yep.
5: that. Thank you, Jensen. I appreciate it. And. If you're interested, all of the content that we are giving you guys tonight, talking about the contestant who knew too much, the perfect bid, which is what we're about to get into the Kevin Pollak's chat show with Drew Carey. And I think there's a few other clips and other sorts that we will be linking in the show description as well, so that you too can do your own deep dive into the Drew Carey era of the Price is Right, this week's presentation of Life is Like a Game Show. You get over there, Brian? I'm. Please hold. I'm being resourceful. Okay. So he's. He is working on. Going to
7: next week.
5: Well, yeah. Well, why don't we go ahead and talk about what's the upcoming schedule here on Life is Like a there, Game Show? Why he's couple, working on that a real quick. Of
7: syndicated and nighttime specials of the prices right. Those are going to be our focus next week. We're talking about Dennis James in the '70s. We're going to go into. Tom Kennedy in 1985. We're going to talk about this thing in 1994 that I'm not particularly much of a fan of, but the man above me very much is. And these things called million-dollar specials. One with salute to the troops.
5: Million-dollar uh, right. spectacular. If you're talking about me, I can't hear
4: you. I've got loud audio in my ears. Oh, right. we know.
7: The um, million-dollar spectacles.
3: And, and we're going intuitive- to bring it. A- well, I was going to say we're going to bring it full circle because what we tried to do with the original deep dive it happened to be during the 50th anniversary special. Needless to say, that train wreck will not be repeated as we will include that properly in the specials for next week. The 50th so I need to watch train the 50th uh, well, anniversary not episode. Next week.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: I, I need to go back and watch the 50th anniversary episode. Gotcha. All right. Um, in two weeks' time, it will be the Clip Show meets The Price is Right. As we delve into things that we may have missed, uh, important clips along the timeline, various... Uh, Additional resources of different games That we've enjoyed over the years We also have our game breakdown As well we're not going to go into every game But I'm going to prepare you gentlemen Ahead of time with this question What are your five Most favorite pricing games What are your five Least favorite pricing games
3: The most favorite Isn't going to be that bad for me Least favorite though Surprisingly enough, that's going to be tough.
7: i got two words for you, Professor Price. Okay, there you go.
5: I actually liked liked Professor Price, but okay. Uh, Are you ready over there, Mr. Espinoza? Yes. Then we now return things to your host for the week, Brian Espinoza, as we delve into the perfect bid.
2: Made that bid. I saw Kathy Greco. Are you who is kidding now me? One of the producers, she's got well, a clipboard. She's this just is standing working there and in the watching, preview 30 and seconds She just ago. turned and walked over to this. Uh, apparently, the
5: audio from The Perfect Bid. Yeah, no, it's
3: a similar thing, and it goes across a lot of platforms because, again, ESPN. When we did the alternate commentary, well, it
2: was called. The I screen. ran into the same was, uh, kind of the production. People sat behind this. Screen. Anyway, I have been a mathematics teacher. I guess
3: so I'm yes, it's the sc- It's the screen sharing. So you're going to have to do it audio only. No, I have a yet another way I can get around this. Are you talking about your tools of the trade that we've discussed? I'm going to uh, well, he just went. Yes. He
5: just he just went man down. So I'm assuming that he is currently working on his potential attempts in order to do that. What do you have against? Okay, you know what? We have to stall. Speaking
7: until... of uh, pricing games that I'm particularly fond of, three strikes.
5: Uh, I like three strikes, but I feel like it's one of the more difficult games.
7: Well, Brian, that could there, be you another to, conversation. Uh, reach into the bag for a third pull, and uh, the first two pulls did not go over so well. Doesn't even have any of the digits
5: of the car on the board. Okay, we're being yelled at by the host to keep it on topic, so we will. Mm -hmm. All right, um, we'll talk about... So the contestant that you guys saw... And I'm going to try to talk my way through this. I mean, I feel like we're probably going to have to reset it in order to be able to go back to the clips and everything anyway. But that's just me. But anyway. All right, back to it. Um, The contestant that you just saw, his name is Terry Neese. T-E-R-R-Y-K-N-I-S-S. The $23,743 Perfect Showcase bid. So, uh, Terry was not the one who actually came up with that number. And Terry will tell you in an interview that does air during the Perfect Bid documentary that we are currently trying to be able to show you guys the video footage of, that he thought of the numbers on his own. There is proven evidence that that is not the case. Terry ne- Terry Neese is a weasel. Oh, they're good. Um,
7: I have a clip to evidence what went on oh. during the perfect bid. But a little bit earlier, again, this is a Bob Barker-era clip that sort of sets it up. Contestants with
3: very good memories... Now, before I go ahead and so show this, we going through the whole spiel? We'll go through this until Brian's ready.
7: All right. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I will let you I I will.
9: Lovely uh lovely Shane has for you folks to bid on. It's a fun new motor scooter.
5: Is this what I think it is?
9: A motor scooter from Honda, the elite 80 with its eighty. Pause for a second, real engine. quick. Wait a
5: Give me a quick pause. Go ahead. Uh, is this is this what I think it is with uh, with uh, Theodore in the audience? Not
7: Theodore. No. Uh, pay attention to the second contestant in contestants row. Okay. It's
9: easy to handle for a super fun ride, and you get to bid on this first bar. Seventeen
0: hundred.
9: Seventeen hundred dollars, Michael. Exactly twenty one forty eight. His bid is twenty-one forty-eight. That's an interesting bid. How did you settle on twenty-one forty? I seen that on there last week, and that was exact price. I know that <laughs> I, mean, I watch you every day.
5: He is a loyal friend and true. I you every
9: day. Yes. you were laughing and you didn't hear what else he said. He says he watches every day. Now, if he wins this, you'll see that loyalty to this show paid off. The show sure does. On? Why bid it all? He has the exact price. Well, what are the bids so far? The bids so far are seventeen hundred and dollars $1,800. $1,800, Noel. $1,500. $1,500 for her. Now. Nah.
6: <laughs> nah, wait.
9: Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait just a dirt minute. Michael is already leaping around down there. He says he's got it. Now we'll just find out whether you got it or not. We have a lot of scooters, you know.
5: <laughs> you notice the Regis Number's stall two. by Bob here.
9: 2148. You'll exactly
5: right. you wonder
9: where he learned it from.
7: It exactly right. The OG Bob Barker.
9: Now.
7: Exactly Watch right. this.
9: I've waited 31 years for this moment. It's well, an honor, sir. Well, it's an honor to have you on the show, and thank you for your loyalty. And I'm delighted that you got that prize. Exactly he wants right. to play hole
5: in one, apparently.
9: Oh, he's $500. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, hey, Give my money. Hey, <laughs> Why? Let's not forget that. Oh, I beg, your <laughs> I beg your pardon. You see, I was so excited about you. Your answer and everything that I I just I barely forgot. <laughs> Would you settle for four? Wait, well, you can all be one. No. <laughs> I'll be oh, a to be chief today. want to give you all of this as well. A lovely table with side chairs. An elegant grand
5: clock, And an electric He's playing race game. Michael, Buy, with, no, it, table, Buy or sell. The one. No, look at the podiums. Buy or sell. Oh, where you have to end up in the positives to win the prizes. <laughs> okay. Race game is the one where they have the four price tags, and you have to like match the price tags to the correct price. Correct. Okay. Bingo. Okay. Similar
7: staging. Yeah, well, that's
5: why I thought it was a race game because, but you're right. Okay. race. So Rod, uh,
7: so Rod's doing his read, and need it quiet once Rod's done
9: Now His loyalty goes, <laughs> oh, keep going? Yes, keep going. Even beyond what we might have imagined. You live where? Statesville, North Carolina. And you flew out here? Me and a friend of mine, we flew out here yesterday. Just for the just show. For the show. flying back tomorrow. You are a loyal friend and Quite true. the
5: accent on well, old I boy, boy right there. I tell
9: you how to play this game, but let me just remind any viewer who hasn't seen it recently that he should buy if he thinks the price him with is With the loyal friend and in true, too. If you think the price is high. Now, Michael, on the dinette set, a price of <laughs> 19 dollars buy, 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 that. The clock. Let $5. him. five seventy five. One question. What's the brand name of the clock? The brand name of the clock, Rod. The name it? of the clock. It's an elegant from Ridgeway. It's from Ridgeway. Ridgeway. Let's, let's buy. Buy the clock. And sell the fireplace. Sell the fireplace at twenty six right? Can you let Bob now, you finish, guy? Jesus. Now, you make a few dollars, you get yep. the money and that all good? three prizes. Nineteen seventy five. Buy. What's the price? Uh,
5: bring you our host buy. back.
9: You made... $300 $300 and we go to the clock 2575 buy. the price is you got another $500 <laughs> now you're up to $800 profit if, does if, he, he, he get the cash as well, as well? You were yes i would owe mm-hmm. you money no you don't owe us money unless you lose more than $800 on this <laughs> <laughs>
5: rewind That's that a little bit please Yep, i missed it
9: completely... <laughs>
3: all right i gotta go this and is me. what it's all about right here
9: five hundred dollars now you're up to eight hundred dollars profit i'm hoping i would know you money then the you were hoping what i wouldn't know you money oh no, you don't owe us money unless you lose more than eight hundred dollars on this <laughs> you know this guy makes me feel completely useless up here. No, there will always be a use for you, Bob. Well, yeah. Don't tell me what it is. Oh. Michael, there will be no one more disappointed than I if you don't make a lot of money on this. Fireplace, $26.50, sell. What's the price? Seventeen fifty. He made nine hundred dollars. You've won seventeen hundred dollars. I think he called that last 99. price correctly. Is that the biggest winner ever in this. That, no, he said it was twenty-one fifty. Is the biggest cash winner ever in this game, and he deserves it. And we'll have our first showcase show. All right, now. so I have a
5: question about this game, real quick, and then we can go back into our conversation on perfect bid. Um, do you get the prizes as well, or just the cash difference?
3: Cash and prizes.
5: Ooh, fancy. Okay. So the mm-hmm.
3: issue with the prices, right,
7: is um, they're environmentally friendly. They recycle.
3: Reduce, reuse, recycle.
5: Definitely reuse over and over and over again. Dun, dun, dun.
7: Dramatic
5: <laughs> All right, Mr. Espinoza, the floor is yours. Um, yeah. So, I
4: officially hate HDCP, and for those of you who work in the video industry, you know what that is.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is what I was trying to warn you about. Look, I, I, I'm very, very creative
4: in how to get around certain things like HDCP. I... I'm surprised that every single one of the methods that I just tried has spectacularly blown up in my face because some of them are damn near foolproof.
3: I'm sorry, mathematicians who I took a graduate level class about coding and all the different stuff from video and how certain files come up certain ways. That's why I was who taught that one, Dr. Dan anyway out to Dr. Dan Belbus, You the man. I graded for him. Legit.
7: Also, um, yeah, seems uh, we pulled three strikes today.
4: Yeah, uh, we pulled three strikes indeed. So uh, we cannot air clips from The Perfect Bid. Uh, however, it's available free on YouTube uh, and Amazon Prime Video and a whole other slew of streaming services. You can go I watch s- it
5: yourself. I suppose we could probably do audio ex- audio excerpts, though. Eh, not the same. Yeah.
3: Many have tried. It'll- all have failed.
5: The link to the YouTube version of The Perfect Bid, the contestant who knew too much, will be in the show description yes. beneath you as you watch this episode. Um, so we were talking about how Drew Carey
4: knew that Terry niece hit the bid right on the nose. Right. So Terry put his bid in and he was the second one to put his bid in because, um, or actually no, she, she passed, she passed the showcase to him. Yep. So once she put her bid in, you know, all as well, but I swear the second that the, 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 and it even says it in the, uh, in the, in, in that documentary, The second that he gave his bid, Fingers Greco walks over to the puppet booth, which is basically a backstage control area, uh, producer control zone, where they keep all the standards and practices stuff like the prize lists and all that, all that stuff. Um, They can also um, control all of the, the camera switching and they see all of the camera monitors and stuff. She goes and just stares into a monitor and does not remove her eyes off of the screen for like 10 good minutes. Not yet, Eric. Not
7: yet.
4: But she puts a bid in. They go to commercial, and there is a full on stop down. Like, not. For for those of you who I, I we may have talked about this last week, but Price is Right taped true to, to to air, right? Which basically means it's a sixty it's a sixty minute show. They taped in sixty minutes. They taped in real time what happened, what, what was what was on tape. There was very minimal editing done to the show. Um,
5: the only time they the only t- um... Sorry, just to touch on that there. uh, They talk about this in the documentary as well. The only time they would edit the show is if there was an issue setting up one of the pricing games in order to be played. I mean, yeah, there's... I'm not saying
4: editing was unprecedented, but generally speaking, editing didn't happen. It
7: was rare.
4: Damn rare. Um the crew that worked on the prices right was amazing to the point where if they knew that they had the the minute and 22 seconds to of a commercial break to, to get stuff in line for after the break then they were on top
3: of it. Mm-hmm. Or, um even with Or Bob's return when the crowd would let them go on, that would be one of those rare instances. Yeah.
5: Excuse me. Um well, it's, e- it's easy to make that up. You just play uh, quicker pricing games in order to yeah, they they the time
4: The pricing games were well-balanced so that you had wiggle room in the schedule. Um, if they were going to mm-hmm. play a pricing game that they knew had the potential to go long, they would put shorter pricing games in to cover that gap. For, or they for would example, what am would I... Put, or they would put harder-to-play pricing games in. But... Continuing for example, on,
7: the only thing that could really real jeopardize quick, the show running over is a lot of ties and spinning of the wheel.
5: Real quick for me to, uh, for example, one of my favorite pricing games is one of the potentially longest pricing games on the show. Ten chances.
7: Yeah, we can go a while.
5: So.
4: They pulled a stop down which means everything stopped, right? Kathy Greco, which is one of the executive producers of the show. um, Actually, I don't know if she was executive producer yet, but she's definitely one of the senior producers of the show. uh, Comes out with the clipboard in hand, motions for Drew to come over, and she points at the clipboard, and on it is a note written, he got the perfect bid. And... Everybody is freaking out. Um, Ted Slauson is. This is this is where I have to introduce Ted
7: Slauson. Uh, cute still.
4: Ted Slauson, A.K.A. Theodore Slauson, uh, was a mathematics assessment instructor. I was just going to review it. Reviewer as well.
5: I was just going to real quick. S-L-A-U-S-O-N for anyone interested in looking him up. We'll, we'll make sure it's in the description. Um,
4: where was I? Oh, right. Um, this is Ted Slauson. He recognized very early on as a kid that the prices rate reused a lot of prizes. Uh, so much so... That he built a Visual Basic six program.
7: Hey, it wasn't VB six; it was probably like a Q Basic back then. No, it was no.
4: BB6. It was in VB six. Somebody has somebody hasn't watched the documentary.
7: I did. It was just a long time ago, and huh, something about writing code in VB six to do game show stuff. I know nothing about.
5: Is this. that what? Is that what the uh, is that what the, the the program was called that he used in order to create his own little mini prices right game
7: oh no please keep that share up <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about with visuals this uh, visual studio and visual Basic
3: 6.0 so 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 you're not a fail grammar after all hmm okay check choice <laughs> Continue.
5: Um, It appears that he's looking for something.
7: Looking for a still?
4: Y'all have gotten to know me pretty good by now on some of these things.
3: You have some pretty easy
5: poker tells by now. I feel like he might be going into the archives for your guys' game show run in order to find your Price is Right programming. Damn, Harry's good.
7: Have a right yes there. we do have
4: a i'm having <laughs> I...
7: Touché, Toby, touché.
5: if i could figure out where the hell it ended up i have uh i have to say i've been having an especially accomplished episode tonight i've been on like a pretty I... good role
3: Like I said, you think of some lotto numbers. Share them with me on our private part of the Discord. I'll get you a 10% cut after taxes. What? No, that's not
5: it. 20 or bust, homie. 15 pre-tax off the top. No, because I'm going to lose that 5% in taxes.
4: I thought we had it. Apparently, we do not.
7: Are you looking for this folder?
4: Visual. Yes.
7: (laughs) All right. Where am I going?
4: I was just going to open up the project and show the project on screen. (laughs) Because apparently I don't have that. I don't have that on over here on this machine unless it's. Yeah, I don't have that. Apparently,
5: (laughs) apparently Nielsen doesn't have it either.
3: Uh, no, there's a lot that he has to click through. VB6 uh, is issues old.
7: With VB6 and Windows 10.
4: This is a programming language that was designed for Windows 95, 98 operating system.
5: My first computer what was a Windows 98.
7: For what was being worked on at the time, flip-flop.
4: Yes, he did well, something very have- similar to this. He made a program in Visual Basic six to help him keep track of the prizes.
5: Um, well, you either you either have to flip or flop or flip flop. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm.
7: Very few options It makes it easy to code.
4: Anyways, enough of I'm the uh, enough of the, the the company trade secret confidential code information.
5: Rudim- rudimentary computer programming. Very
4: rudimentary. In the case of that price, in the case of the price is right, yes. Other shows that the company has recreated, we're
3: pushing Visual Basic to its absolute limits. Hence, fail grammar. Trust me. Yeah, I said it. It's I was not, in the room. Look,
4: it's not as bad as you think it is.
3: Not now.
7: (laughs) You sir are pressing your luck.
3: All right, but anyway,
4: so 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 I introduce to you Ted Slauson, a loyal friend and true of the show, former contestant, and eventual former contestant, uh, having appeared on the show twenty three times before he was picked as an audience member. He realizes that the show uses the same prizes over and over again. He starts look or he starts, he creates this visual basic program. He also creates an a, a DOS based program that's like a mini prices right home game type thing. He can play Punch a Bunch, he can play one bid, you know, a couple of pricing games.
7: It started in DOS, eventually put the visuals on it.
4: Um, he yeah. starts, he's he's a mathematical tutor and test assessment writer.
7: I think those buggers that, uh, insert company name here, that uh, I use a lot of their textbooks and software and whatnot, that build all these standardized tests. Yeah, one of them. I don't
4: like those people. Visiting. Man, man, the man, like my two compatriots above me here, have a very good affinity to numbers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um needless to say, the man becomes a walking encyclopedia on the price is right prizes. Give him a prize with the right options. He'll tell you exactly how much it cost. If there were multiple options, you couldn't stump him.
7: He was the Schwab of pricing that uh, games
4: and such. He did get stumped. He did get stumped a couple times, though, including on the show where Bob Barker chided him for it. So did the Schwab. So yes, it fits. He's like, he's like, and you see, Theodore, the producers backstage told me we do have a a model of that prize that cost seventy two eighteen. However, we changed the options up on the prizes to fool loyal friends and true like you.
7: To which he was like, well played, clerk. Next
4: <laughs> time, gadget. Yeah, pretty much. He was literally like that. Gave me the wake-up call that I actually have to start paying attention to the prize descriptions.
7: He needed to step up his game,
4: and he needed to step up his game. Well, and
7: he did. Dun dun dun.
4: He did. Uh, he gets on. He wins his pricing game. Unfortunately, he gets bad luck at the wheel and he gets eliminated. So he leaves with a Berkeley recliner. because he got the $1 bid, or he got the perfect uh, one bid, uh, and then he won $1,000 in his pricing game as well. Um, Punch a bunch, ironically enough. Yeah, punch a bunch. Um, Which he made the right decision. The first punch he gets was $1,000. He takes the money and runs, and everybody, the audience, everybody's like booing him. Mm cuz it's like why do you take it up why do you run on the first punch and it goes $50 $25 or sorry it goes $50 $100 $25 or something like that
5: 500
4: 250 50 and it's like yep he made the right call so and you can
5: see him in the documentary, you'll see him mouth towards the audience, I told you so, once Bob reveals that final
7: $50. Unlike the guy who turned in uh, 5000 got the $10,000 on a different episode.
5: You mean me? Sorry, Brian, go what? ahead.
4: You mean me? The guy's name was Brian with a Y. You mean me.
7: Oh. <laughs> Sorry the reference More on that week five.
5: So back to it. He
4: he gets he 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 has his one and done, and you know, he, he gets to be really um whatchamacallit. Uh he gets he 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 has his moment with Holly uh because he loves Holly. Um he's got the shirt. I'm here to kiss Holly. Sorry, Bob. He's got the whole shtick going. Holly's really nice with him. Um, And Bob Barker retires. Drew Carey takes over. They announce new eligibility rules, where in the Bob Barker version, contestant eligibility was once you play, you're never eligible again in your life. It's one and done. Doesn't matter how long it's been between you playing that's it.
7: This, I believe, was done in conjunction with the 40th anniversary mm-hmm. where they did bring back some former
4: pedestals. Um, They changed things when Drew took over, um, and specifically when Mike Richards took over as the executive producer.
7: Mm.
4: All right, all right. I'm going to be saying the name a lot. I don't need crossbones every time I say it. Yeah,
7: you do
4: um roger Dobquits had just recently been fired from the show ted uh ted goes on the show thinking oh okay it's been 10 it's been over 10 years since my last appearance which is what they uh revised the contestant eligibility requirements to is if you have been on the show, as long as it's been more than 10 years, you were re-eligible. Again, standard eligibility rules apply of you can't be related to anybody that works on the show. You can't work for Mark Goodson, for Mantle, CBS, et cetera, so on, so forth. Um, Basically, you can't work, you can't work or be related. To anyone that have that might have any inkling of possible prior knowledge to what could happen on the show, standard game show eligibility rules. Um, so he goes to the prices right after kind of abandoning it for a few years, so to speak, uh, and pursuing other hobbies because he already had his uh, fifteen minutes of fame, if you will. Um, and he tries to get back on the show, and he's in line with Terry Neese and his wife, Linda. Terry ends up getting on the show, goes through, plays a perfect game, gets to the showcase, looks over at Ted. Ted told his wife the exact amount of the showcases. He's adding it up in his head, while they're reading it off. Greco's
7: got her eyes open.
4: Um, Greco had her eyes open because they knew the Price is Right staff knew about Ted Ted uh, Theodore Slauson. Right. Um, there have been a few times where he had gotten alert where, where he had made himself known and not in the good way. To the Price is Right staff, including one time where he attended a taping of the Price is Right and ended up sitting next to Mark Goodson's secretary, who was a good friend of Fingers Greco, who had gotten tickets, VIP tickets to the show through her. And at one point in the in the broadcast, uh, uh, at one point in the taping, Fingers Greco motions over to the secretary saying, hey, I need you to look and check if this guy's cheating somehow.
7: Dun, dun, dun! Because...
4: Sorry for the interruption. Nobody on Price is Right staff could honestly believe that this guy was a pricing savant, if you will. Uh, and could remember the prices of you know literally thousands of upon thousands of prices,
3: prizes, not prices,
4: prices, prices of, of prizes.
3: prizes. It's hard when you're one away like that in terms of letters and words. Um, nice no monkey. I wasn't. Yeah. So. Uh,
4: So fast forwarding, uh, Ted had already told his wife, Linda, um, Terry's wife, Linda, not his wife, Um, Ted is happily married, Um, the price of his showcase, of Ted's showcase, or Terry's showcase, excuse me, too many similar names and words here right now. he didn't want to attract that much attention to himself. So he was like signaling 24,000 or twenty three. What was it? 24, one something
5: 23, seven 43. He signaled yeah, so 000.
4: yeah. So he's sitting there single signaling 23,000. Like, I don't want to draw that much attention to myself. Um, you know, he, he kind of smartened up cause I, he, he kind of also figured it in from out in the past as well, where, if he's in the studio, Quits knew him. Bob Barker would recognize him when he saw him on, on tapings. Like People knew who he was, and they tended to keep an eye on him, especially to make sure that he didn't violate one of the show's rules of telling people, hey, I memorized the prices. Just look at me when you get up on stage. It was actually a very strict rule they had in the lineup and in the studio for contestant taping
7: Yo. or for
4: contestants and audience members. Yep. Can't let them know you're a bandit. Um, and yes, Harry, like I said, Dob quits had just recently been fired by the time perfect bid had come out. Um, so he gets the perfect bid. They're in full stop down. The entire production staff is panicking. Drew Carey sitting there like this guy must have cheated. We'll never, we'll never probably people backstage are like, Oh, we'll never, well, I don't know how we'll ever air this episode. There's no way. Um, standards and practices is getting called and getting, you know, dragged into the studio. And it's, it's an, it's a legitimate, like, you know, five scale, like, like five alarm fire here. <laughs> I say that as we get
7: uh, uh, apparently there's a wavelength working. <laughs> the uh, dog with the cough in the fire of this is fine meme was uh, flashed on screen for a moment there. But
4: no, they're they're sitting there, and I think we may have a clip from Harry if he has got it queued up. I don't um,
5: have the I don't have the clip queued up, but I specifically remember the conversation from when I watched the podcast. And again,
4: well, if, we, if we could cli- if we can queue up the clip, it's not, I think we can get away with that. Like it's uh, not a YouTube movie, so it shouldn't get blocked by. Sharing.
5: I, I sent the link to Eric. My computer is kind of slowish when it comes to processing. Multiple uh, video
3: I would need a specific timestamp because that's a very delightful, uh, entertaining two hour podcast like this uh, one right
5: now. Hm. D- yeah, we've hit the 2-hour mark. You're listening to Life is like a Game show, a presentation of the W2M network online at w2mnet.com. In addition, you can find us on a multitude of different platforms including iTunes, iHeartRadio. You you guys know the spiel by now. We'll get into the full details of it all at the end of the show. Now back to your host Brian Espinoza.
4: Um, yeah, so big stop down. Eventually they 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 you know, they figure they have to come out, they have to end the show, right? So Drew Carey comes out, and as you saw in the clip, they give him the most deadpan. He gives the most deadpan, you know, delivery ever of "You got it right on the nose." Uh, Price is right does their investigating. They realize he hasn't broken any rules. He's uh, he's he's a Michael Larson of sorts. Uh, we get more on that in May. Um, and ironic that it's CBS.
7: <laughs> <laughs> the CBS eye is always watching because
3: Sometimes CBS. Sometimes it misses what's right underneath it, though. But hey, CBS cares. Too late, but CBS cares.
4: And they realize he won the stuff fair and square, and they give him the prizes. Terry Nees starts going and doing video media and video and all sort of stuff. And he's claiming credit for it does give zero credit to Slauson. So eventually Slauson comes out and he makes this documentary, which truly explains what happened. Um, all the way from, you know, his tapings in the, in the late nine in the eighties and early nineties, all the way up to you know that that fateful two thousand day, and the Price Is Right was going crazy because they thought this was a, a an elaborate setup by friends of Roger Dobquits, who was recently unceremoniously sacked from the show in a very controversial fashion for, frankly, rookie executive producer Mike Richards. At, which ended up being uh, the worst decision the Price is Right, CBS, and Sony could have ever made.
6: Woo-hoo-hoo.
7: And uh, there was a big bucket of mortons in his hand after that.
3: But he'd be
7: salty, justifiably salty, or salty. <sighs>
4: You can't talk about Carrie's run of the prices right without mentioning Terry Neese, the perfect bid, and to a lesser extent, Mike Richards. Mike Richards, the worst producer in Prices Rights history.
7: The worst producer in game show history. What the hell are you smoking?
4: He ain't lying. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just trying to limit the context of conversation to The Price is Right, because that's what we're talking about this week.
3: However, if you want to go back and listen to the infamous Mike Richards special, we did a whole episode about that. It is in the W2M Network archives. I
7: think it was January.
4: But Mike Richards was responsible for, uh, it was brought in by Fremantle and was responsible for Don't You Even. I'm not. I'm not. Don't You Even. I'm not. I'm not this time. Because I know it wasn't end them all, okay? But when you ah. cho- when you stand in front of <laughs> William Shatner and he asks you a question and your mind
3: goes blank. You
7: don't know the answer. I think the other team does that have got an answer for double the dollars?
3: Look, I didn't do this to you. You did this to you. Let it continue. Ooh, a timestamp.
7: Um
4: But yeah, no. Um You can't you can't not talk about Carrie's run without mentioning perfect bid, right? There's been a lot that's happened in the carry run i mean he's been on the air for 15 years now it's pretty much half of barker's tenure i mean barker went 35 15 is 30 close to hell enough in my book
3: also no for government work
7: close enough without going over
3: um
7: eric i it you're uh, putting in that time stamp at harry divided to use
4: but yeah, uh, Mike Richards is, I, I, I honestly have to say, solely responsible for the tank in quality of The Price is Right. Thankfully, uh, Evan Warfell, a longtime veteran staffer of The Price is Right, has recently taken the helm of show running the show and. I expect good things. Um, she's done pretty good with COVID. I can't hold COVID against her because it's COVID. The show has definitely made, it's been affected by COVID. It's made some changes along with a lot of other game shows that are up and running right now. Um, it does not feel the same the way they've had to do the audience love seat pod things.
5: I mean, it's better than what it was with everybody being off stage, though.
4: It's better than the no
5: audience that they did for a while. That is yeah, so that's true. what I meant. Like um, people would come out individually as their names are called, and then stand at the distance in order to be able to play the one bid.
4: I mean, they're still doing that, but I'm hoping they return to the traditional studio 33 layout. Um.
7: It'd be nice to have some new chairs,
5: though. I'm sure they're going to be bringing... I'm sure they're getting new chairs.
3: Maybe, if not the end of this season, beginning of next?
5: I would say probably look out for that around September. Yeah. When the new season starts.
3: I, I, I'm I'm almost willing to
4: bet that they're going to put new seating in uh, whenever they do go back to the traditional studio layout.
5: Miss, Mr. Watkins, were you able to pull up the link that I sent you? Yes. All right, so Brian so kind of discussed.
7: Thing you sent him.
5: Brian just discussed the view from uh, Theodore Slauson's perspective on everything that went down on the perfect bid. Here is
10: Drew Carey's. <laughs> we gave away three million dollars, and all of a sudden, like, hey, hey. another million dollars spectacular. But this, uh,
0: this Terry Nice fucks changed things up a little bit, too. Oh, that dude. That dude uh,
10: who he bid... Got it ex- he got the exact amount. ...to the penny right? on both showcases? Uh, yeah, he won both showcases because he got his showcase on the right to the dollar. Right. And somebody on a headset's got to be freaking out. Well, we all thought something happened. Right. It's a long story.
0: Oh, I read I read almost a, a documentary the, about it. The
10: Enquirer... Not the Enquirer, but the uh, Esquire. It was Esquire, right? That wrote an article about it yeah that's pretty much the story
0: somebody i mean all the press obviously jumped on the fact that
10: that you This my article kind of gives the whole story yeah.
0: yeah yeah yeah. look it up it's a pretty great story and and there's no reason he didn't to... really he didn't cheat no he didn't it's like the guy with the fucking whammies he figured out the repetitive nature of certain aspects
10: well we like we saw the tape of everybody that we have cameras everywhere on the show And there's sure. th- the there was a guy there was a fan group that was upset uh that There was a producer on the show my first year that had been there 35 years right there was he'd been there his whole television career it was his first job out of college Stop and please. uh then he wasn't there my second year on the show and this fan group like, really liked this guy and they were very upset that he wasn't there anymore they might have blamed you yeah they thought it was me or somebody mm-hmm. then all of a sudden they you know and then i i was like after that, and I started changing show. I mean, it was and, uh, you and Mike and they, Richards, and but like we're not going to go into that. For getting, for him not being there, but then I started doing different stuff. Then they were mad at me for changing things and uh, thought the show was spinning out of control without the guy's steady hand. And so they were really upset.
0: So all that was building up to this. Right.
10: right. And so one of the guys from this group, and they were like super fans where they were like at the end of every show published on their website, like who bid what, what the amounts of all the prizes were. Like like there
5: is an actual prices price price right website show, archive that has so like all these
2: He's He's referring like every, pause, pause the video for like a moment.
10: Every,
4: he's he Drew Carey here is actually referring to if I remember if I'm correct and I'm like about 85-90% certain on this. He is referring to the goldenroad.net forum community who is a diehard fan group who did indeed prefer Roger Dobkowitz to, to remain the showrunner of the show. And they were diehard uh, fans of The Price is Right, quite a few of them who lived in the greater Los Angeles area and attended tens, maybe even in some cases, probably hundreds of tapings.
5: I will also throw um, out the possum- there,
4: there There was indeed a big uproar on Golden Road about the takeover of Firmantle and of Dobquit's getting sacked and Mike Richards taking over. They were indeed not happy about that.
7: Golden-Road.net for the forums. And,
5: and then I actually just found links a website to, online um, as well.
4: Link, links
5: there to website There you go, Eric. Links and... Uh, that's and the pro- t- Sorry, I'm trying
4: in the description. That's not what I'm trying to say. Okay. Important (laughs) disclaimer here. Links shown on air are not necessarily endorsements of the W2M network staff and management.
5: Correct. This particular one that is showing on air right now, or was showing on air right now to our listening audience, is TPIRE Guide, which is the Price is Right episode guide, which is basically what Drew was just saying right there. Literally, episode by episode, telling you what everybody bid on all of the, the one bids, what the pricing values were for the play games, what everybody spun on the wheel. Literally, it breaks down every single detail of every single episode. Yeah, TPIREguide.com. T-P-I-R-E-Guide. 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 T-P-I-R-E-Guide.
7: Um, epguide.com.
5: Oh, it is EP guide. You are correct. I'm sorry. Part to the Price is Right episode guide.
7: For example... Back to this. Drew, though. They even go back the, to the first episode. Like six
10: new prizes a week on the Price is Right, which is a exactly. lot of repeats. A lot of repeats. And they hardly ever changed anything. So you'd see the same boat, the same cooker, the same grill the same cars and uh, all the time and uh, hardly any changes and now it's like well, let me change so much, you can't keep up right? you know so it would never happen again but, um, but it's amazing how it didn't change the- well you know they would get like uh, you know it was a it was it was, it was a good show. It was doing well. You know what oh, I mean? Like, yeah, well, Why you
0: gotta fuck things up? Yeah, yeah.
10: honestly, like it yeah. was fine. Yeah. The ratings were good. Like everybody was happy. Yeah. Um. So uh, Bob's always going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> He's never going to age or get tired of doing the show. Um. So uh, this there was a guy from the this fan group that was able to, which showed up and he was in the front row or the second row. The first, second row of the, sh- of the show, I can't remember now, uh, during the taping, and uh, he was giving people advice, like people do from the audience. We encourage them to yell out what they think the price is. They're always yelling. Yeah. One guy won a Chevy one time on the show. He was with a friend of his. It was a Chevy salesman. You know, and got every number just, and uh, so what? Yeah. Yeah, that's how it goes. And uh, so this guy was like, got, somebody got a perfect one bid, got an extra 500 bucks. because this guy gave him the price. Right. He'd seen the one bid before then uh some lady was paying one away and got every single number exactly and was like looking at this guy and changing the number because this guy was yelling out no that's five seven <laughs> you know oh i make that a seven you know she looked back and said she, she, she won a car the then, guy uh, that he would be referring to is theodore theodore clausen for sure one person got a one bit exactly and then i think it was the guy actually that won the thing but when that guy that that ended up in the showcase when he was doing his pricing game he was in door two and we were really far away from that guy oh yeah we couldn't hear him good and he lost his pricing game but then he won on the wheel then he got to the showcase when he got to the showcase you know it's three things everybody's seen before certainly the guy from the fan this this uh rain man dude from the, from the fan group <laughs> yeah. and he was able to give this guy an amount that happened to be The exact amount to the fucking penny, which I think was like, I think the guy was probably as surprised as anybody. They got it to the penny, but he's like, "Oh no, that's something. That's something he added." He gave him gave him a price. It was the price to the dollar. And I remember Kathy Greco was producing the show. was not on the show anymore either. She retired, but she came out with her headphones. She was like, "Like that?" Yeah, she didn't retire. She had a clipboard. Got the exact amount, and I go, "I went like, what? What was the item?" There was like, there's always like three, four things. I don't know. And I go, "I go, that ever happened before?" And she goes, "No."
0: That had never happened before.
10: No, so that's what she said right away. So then we had a big, we shut down for like 10 minutes, right, 15 minutes, which is a long time. Uh, and everybody was like, that standards and practices there. What are we going to do? What does this mean? What like, does this mean? Yeah, does this have? Is this possible? Right. You know, could this even happen? And we knew that the... the Did someone fi- cheat? That's
1: got to
0: come.
10: Yeah, out. and this fan group had a lot. Of, we knew that this guy was yelling out prices because you know, we knew the people that were in the fan group. But then, like... They were always getting a lot of inside information about the show, and we never knew how they were getting their information about things we were planning or things we were doing. They just had a lot of contacts you know, with the, in the show, and they were mad about this guy not being here. So we all thought, like, oh, they're just fucking with us now because they're mad. And now they're oh, they're produced the in a 35-year... Yeah, now they're mad because the sky's not here anymore. They're just trying to fuck with us now, and they got the prices, and then now they're kind of screwed with the show. Right. That's the... First That's what's going team. on
0: during the 10, 15-minute
10: break. Yeah, everybody thinks, like, so let's give the guy his prize right now. We'll investigate it. And... So
0: when we come back on the air and you're not thrilled for the guy, which is all, all well, the I fucking think I'm, press about. Well, I think I'm about...
10: fucking, I think I'm fucked. Right, you're out of a job. I think I'm out of a job. You think they're shutting down the show? I think I'm. I think they're shutting down the show. Yeah. I think, well, this is fucking it. I have a soccer team. Yeah. No, I thought, like, this is, no. I'm fucked now. Yeah. You know, I, I had nothing to do with anything. So how shocking that you weren't happy? I was like, fuck this guy. <laughs> you think I'm giving him a slap on the back or whatever. Hey, congratulations. Yeah. You got the exact number. Go fuck yourself. I <laughs> hey, honestly, I was like, go fuck yourself. That's, how I, that's if you're going to fuck the show over, go fuck yourself. Yeah. But I didn't know the whole story at the time. I should have. And then, uh, well, I don't think anyone did. I go, is this going to? I remember asking, is this ever going to air? I, I don't know how we could. I remember hearing that from somebody. And I thought they were never going to air it anyway. Right, so I was like, "Well, fuck it." <laughs> they said that before you went back on the air, and I didn't think they could. Right. Yeah, I remember hearing somebody wondering how they could even air it, right. you know, if there was a scandal, right? You know, and I was like, "Well, this is, fuck, you know, I mean, I was so depressed right then." Sure. And uh, then they uh, turns out that nobody did anything wrong. Like this guy, you can't by listening to the audio, Like if, if somebody happens to have bought the exact GE microwave that were given giving away and knows the price and yells it out and the guy wins the microwave fine that's part of the game part of the show yeah we encourage people to yell up. but you should have like the meetings we had but the number like, was like seven
0: six different numbers it was crazy it yeah. wasn't like forty-seven hundred. no you know, it was ridiculous
10: yeah down it was right the, on the yeah it was crazy yeah and so we everybody thought that something happened and somebody from we thought somebody from the staff had, was also mad about this and was cooperating with the fan group and was like just to fuck the show over gave the guy the price of the showcase yeah you and didn't have to be oliver to guy. stone to see a conspiracy theory going down yeah so i mean there was such an investigation you can't believe and uh turns out turns out the guy was just was able to because we never he beat the game be, yeah, because we didn't repeat, because we repeated prizes so much, he was able to just like memorize all the major ones we give away. Yeah, the story on car is this guy would like flashcards. He was a weatherman,
0: and he was he had he had made a, a 30-something-year career of his own memorizing stats for other w- lines of work. It's the, not
10: tough to do. Throughout his life. It wouldn't have been tough for anybody to do. To it's not a rain the, man. To thing. beat the prices. Right. right. Yeah. Back then. But now. Back then. Good luck to you. <laughs> yeah. We could, we could have the same car. Every single prize, and you would never get it. If it were, if it's a nineteen thousand dollar car, one time, we will change the options and make it a twenty one thousand dollar car, a twenty thousand dollar car, a twenty five thousand dollar car.
0: And now it's more of a game. You know, now it's not a memorization skill.
10: Yeah, it's more of a game. You really, yeah, it's more of a game.
0: Well, it's kind of what the heart of the game was when it was launched, sure. And over the years,
4: yeah. Well,
10: you know,
2: yeah, you do get. And, the,
10: uh, comp- and the- we we can go ahead and stop the
4: video there. And uh, Drew Carey makes a very good point. I mean, that's exactly what the prices right staff did after Perfect Bid. They realized, holy shit, we'd use the same prizes over and over again to a degree of consistency where people can memorize the prizes,
3: memorize the prizes, amounts, all the different packages. Wham, bam, do the math. Because
4: and and you can and Ted Slauson even says it in Perfect Bid. On a good show, they add two to three prizes a week.
5: I think he like said new prizes. Yeah, I think on the documentary, he actually specifically states that for the taping cycles that he went to, uh, there had, for each of the taping cycles that he went to, which they would tape the full week worth of episodes inside of three days two, two, and one. Uh, they would introduce maybe four or five new prices on every taping cycle, and that was it. Everything else was just repeated and refloated from previous episodes.
7: So, And, And while it works,
4: it works. But just like a certain other CBS game show had to scramble after somebody broke the bank let break the bank on CBS, because if it was, that should be a monkey.
7: Be right I, back. I'm going to do some research. I don't think so,
3: though.
5: No, I don't, I don't think I don't, it was. I don't remember that. I don't even remember that game show. Hold on. Now I got to go to YouTube and find that show. Um,
7: 76 and 85, respectively, for its two versions.
5: One Season Wonders? I think so, yeah. It would explain why I've not heard of it. Carry I'm waiting on, for, Mr. Espinoza. I'll wait for conversation oh, if I get
7: my monkey. ABC and then Cindy.
5: No monkey. Damn. Bob Barker is not pleased. No, that was a good, that was good. It was it was a good try. Right. More for the prices right fail music attached to that it. That
7: was a dot ball.
5: You impressed the cricketeer over there. <laughs> well played. Somebody's learning cricket. I think all of us are, which might be the scariest part of all of this.
3: Cricket to the
5: but, max. Yes, I, still not fucking happening. Or whatever.
4: <laughs> Speaking of shows or whatever, uh, you can join me for League to the Max or whatever here on the W2M <laughs> Network Monday nights.
7: Uh, you could say that was a segue. Uh, But anyways, (laughs)
4: mute
5: this man. (laughs) Those red lights are awfully fucking bright, especially this late in an episode. (laughs) Uh,
4: More like wickets, Toby. And we're going to be taking Jonathan's wicket over there in about two seconds.
5: He's in him. He's getting himself into a sticky wicket.
4: Uh, yeah, speaking of Sticky wicket Cricket this evening, uh,
3: weather conditions over there at the, uh, Kartama Oval not looking so great. Well, they're dealing with a combination of abnormal rain and a Sahara sandstorm. Yeah. Um, but anyways, moving,
4: moving right along here. Uh, yeah, no, the price is right. They had, t- they had meetings on meetings on meetings on meetings on meetings on meetings. The meetings themselves had meetings. Yo, dog! I heard we like meetings. To uh, to quote to quote Futurama, I chaired the subcommittee to revise the color that that book was printed on. We kept it gray. That was the level of meetings that they had about prices.
5: They had meetings to set up meetings.
7: Yeah, uh, CBS heads were all over the place.
4: Um, just like they were after a certain uh, other CBS major game show incident that we will be talking about in the month of May.
7: Man, it's like CBS goes through this every twenty years
4: or so. Yeah, they're they're
5: overdue for one then, <laughs> give or take. <laughs> and ironically enough, uh, Pressure Luck was uh, was late eighties, correct for Lawson? Mid 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 eighties. So about twenty-ish years after the uh, twenty-one scandal as well.
3: I closer guess,
7: to, closer
4: to 30 but yeah again the average is 20 years <laughs> for a for a major game show scandal
5: we will talk about the, the 21 scandal a little bit more this sunday when quiz show gets on trial yep. <laughs> with the radleighian broadcasting network
4: uh yeah shout out to our friends over Uh, at the, uh, at the Radulich shows also part of the W2 web network. We hope Mark is enjoying his vacation.
5: We'll get to more conversations about that a little bit later on in the broadcast, but all right. So, so, but
4: but yeah, they, they, they have meetings on meetings to, to, and they change up like everything prize wise, right? If it had an option, they went for it. The Mm -hmm. options had options. Like, any milk and any any nickel diamond penny that they could change to, to alter a dollar amount on a prize they did and then some and then some right um like
7: if they brought back the pricing game it's optional Oh, brother i
4: i think that i, I think that this also led to uh some of what we heard about during cary's tenure of mike richards using the show's production budget to go out and buy prizes for the show to use. Which, given what happened with Perfect Bid, is not completely unfathomable or understandable. However... Morally questionable and ethically questionable from the standards and practices end of the spectrum. You
7: damn right. Uh,
5: are we going to use this to segue into the conversation about the Voldemort of game shows?
4: We're already there. Bro. We're already there. Oh, yeah. segue needed. I'm just that damn good.
5: Yeah. So like for Okay, uh, uh, Eric, you know the. All graphic. right, to, to, to direct you know this at a certain
4: here. to to direct this at a certain rancid Randy producer. Let me look into the camera here. I'm just that damn good, baby. Shake it, bike. Shake it, bike.
5: If you're not first, you're all, you're not in the bracket. That's what happens. Boo. All right, uh, Eric. Given the if conversation, you, if you uh,
4: if you if you don't understand that reference, yes, I am referencing Talladega Nights, and the reason why I'm doing that, well, go back and watch the most recent episode of Point of View, or
5: available in the W two of Network Archives. Uh, Eric, I think we need a graphic but, here, a specific nope.
3: Oh, not that one.
5: The other ah. one that we use with regards to conversations about that person.
3: The there you go.
5: So,
4: Fremantle officially, like, is making some serious changes now that Drew Carey's in charge of things. they've They've pretty much come to the conclusion of, hey, it's no longer Bob Barker. We can get rid of all of the legacy that's attached to Bob Barker and leave it with Bob Barker. We can... We can completely reinvent the entire show the way we want to now, without having to really worry that you know we're going to get pushback from Bob or we're going to get pushback from whoever because we got a new host. We got a we, we we can get a new announcer. Like we can do whatever the hell we want now. And uh, needless to say, uh, they were not very happy about that. Or certain people were not very happy about that
7: except for two things. One, the reminder at the end of every episode. And two, no furs.
4: Um, fun fact about the reminder of every episode. There was, and this is somewhere on, on YouTube. Um, when Drew Carey first met Bob Barker for the first time, Bob Barker was fully intending... On asking Drew to keep up the, please you know have your pets spayed and neutered at the end of every every episode, and the first thing that Drew Carey told Bob Barker was, "Hey, you don't need to worry. The first thing that I'm or uh, you don't need to worry about spay and neuter." Because I will continue to say it on every episode. It was the very first thing that he said to Bob Barker. That was not... That was a Drew choice. That was not a producers forced it or anything like that. But...
5: I don't know if you saw my message in the group chat, but yeah. Was that on I...
4: Perfect Bid? I thought it was something. One,
5: one of the clips with Bar- Barker and Perfect Bid, he talks about the fact of the transition to Drew and Drew approaching him that first day and telling him that he's going to keep Bob's signature sign off.
7: But. Or a version thereof, because
4: he did abbreviate a little bit. I mean, Bob never even said the whole line on occasion, so.
5: He just always made sure that he said, have your pet spayed and neutered.
4: Yeah. You know, it wasn't always a help control, The please help control the pet population, have your pet spayed and neutered.
5: But make sure you also get your bracket producer spayed and neutered as well.
7: Yes. Damn right. And if you've got a problem with that, you can send your hate mail to s.garmer at gmail.com.
5: Okay. Back to it, Brian. Continue. And now that we've had enough
4: gimmick infringement for a moment. <laughs> yes. Carry on. Um... You can email your hate mail about gimmick infringers. You can direct all of that to adjtn 2002 on Twitter. Ouch. Two could play that game, sir. Um, let's talk about Dick of the Week, since we're already kind of talking about Dick of the Week. We've gotten started there. Mike Richards definitely created a hostile work environment on price. and it's generally well believed that Mike Richards is responsible for Roger Dobquist getting fired. Kathy Greco getting fired, several of the models being fired in combination with Drew Carey, Rich Fields getting fired. Um, and other several longtime staff and crew members of The Price Is Right. Um, the what I call second generation of sexual harassment lawsuits to hit the price is right, because we had the first one with, you know, Diane Parkinson. Mm-hmm. The second wave, which kind of took over as Bob was retiring, going into, you know, the first couple of years of Carrie, mainly brought on by Mike Richards and the leadership and culture that he cultivated within the show's staff and set.
3: It basically, it was a culture change for the worse. Yeah, it was, it, a cult-
4: it was a culture... It was a culture... When Richards took over his EP and showrunner, it was a culture change for the worst. It was a show shift for the worst. We got a couple of good, new, interesting pricing games that came out of it, but honestly, if you go back and they you, you find the credits as to who developed some of these shows, they were developed by, like, either in part or in whole... By longtime staffers like Fingers Greco and Roger Dobkutz, and I think Adam Sandler, not the movie star, but the producer, uh, did a few um, that days? that yeah. had just that had just like they had been pitched before and fallen to the wayside, but got a second chance, so to speak. No game show pun intended. Uh... In in this new revival, so to speak, if the price is right.
7: If I may say though, there's one pricing game that did come out of this era of Drew Carey's own creation that I think was a smash hit. Rat race. It is the quintessential Drew pricing game, I would say. More on that in week five. I
4: think I think gas money and pay the rent are the two quintessential. Drew Carey pricing games.
7: We'll argue that week five.
4: I, I don't think you need to argue it. In Bob's era, you had people making Plinko shirts, right? Plinko, maybe uh hole in one, maybe Lucky Seven, like car games, right? And there weren't very many in Bob's era, but mostly it was Plinko, right? That was
3: the quintessential pricing game of Bob's era. I with have a good...
7: Right now, I could use some gas money.
3: Well, I also have an interesting Plinko story that we'll get into in week five. But with, with, with
4: Drew, I, I think, especially now, the quintessential pricing games for Drew are pay the rent and gas money. You see people making shirts, incorporating pay the rent and gas money into the slogans and sayings and puns on their shirts. Like, Hey, Drew, I'm here to pay the rent or, you know, something like that. Mm. So I, I I have to respectfully disagree with you on, on that one about rat race being the quintessential carry show or carry pricing game. But the one thing that I think that Carrie did do well, right? Because we are talking about Carrie. We're going to talk about this more next week.
7: Are we good to get rid of the um, of the week?
4: Yeah. Um, we'll we'll talk about this a bit more next week. Um, because it's technically not part of our it's not daytime prices right it's their prime time specials Mm -hmm. but the million dollar spectaculars carrie handled those spectacularly especially given the fact that
7: spectaculars spectacularly no
4: are you done criticizing my word choice when i'm not trying to make a pun intentionally
7: you did still though. The sometimes the best puns are the unintentional carry
5: on. The point
4: being not everything is a pun up there, funny boy. Um what was I saying? Drew mm-hmm. Carey, the
3: million dollar Spectacular. Oh, right, yeah. Was-
4: no, so Kerry handled the million dollar spectacular spectacularly, right? Like, I think they brought it was a it was a test to see how Kerry could perform under that kind of pressure and he pulled it off well, especially given the fact that the very first million dollar spectacular that Kerry did was a million dollar winner. Because the guy got a, got the double showcase. And well, the rules were, you get the double showcase, you win the million bucks.
7: Wait a minute, another early load blow? Sounds like power, it's all over again. Anyway.
5: Uh, Drew actually talks about that in the Kevin Pollock show, going back to that again real quick. We caught the tail end of that conversation before he went into the Tyranese combo there they actually had a thing with the million dollar spectaculars that you only had to be within a thousand dollars of the actual value of the showcase in order to win the million dollars in the double showcase. Yeah. Cause they thought the showcases that they were offering
4: were so extravagantly overpriced mm-hmm. that nobody would get it within a thousand bucks. Correct. But <laughs>
7: wrong.
4: yeah. First million dollar spectacular out with million dollars or with uh, drew Carey cuz Bob did like one or two I believe before he retired. Um but Carey picked it up and decided to roll with it and his first one out, bam, million dollar winner. Next one out, the the one of the most infamous prices right clips out there. The girl that wins clock game in 6 seconds.
5: We will be airing these clips next I'll week. I probably
4: air that I was going to say we'll probably get that get to that next week.
5: We'll be airing both of these clips next week, both the million-dollar double showcase as well as the the aforementioned clock game clip. Well, if, our... we have,
4: if we have time, yeah.
7: We should. The city's going to take a lot of
5: time to discuss. We got a lot to discuss next week. Doug Davidson, enough
3: said. Continue.
5: Don't, don't forget internationals, too, because somebody up there loves his internationals.
4: I can't get it right.
3: Hey, <laughs> there we go. There we go. That guy I'm just going to make a joke <laughs> so bad. I can't get Dude, it in the is hole. Is... I can't get it in the hole. Family is that what show. Actually, it's not
5: a hole in one or two.
3: Anyway,
7: moving on. <laughs> <laughs>
6: yes, we got
5: it. Nielsen broke, That's Eric. True. That's true. All right. <laughs> Give give him his monkey. <laughs> Snort laughter for Espinoza. He's earned Goodness his monkey.
2: Man.
5: <laughs> uh, apparently, kick him out. Kick him out. I appar- want a god.
2: Kick him out. Apparently,
5: <laughs> apparently, when he's really abused by something, Brian turns into Steve Urkel. <laughs> that
6: was me.
5: <laughs> that was you.
6: That.
4: I want Nielsen, y fuera. Nielsen, y fuera. Arna. Y
1: fuera. Y fuera.
5: fuera. fuera. Is this turning into a Salvador, a Salvador Giganto reference? A Gigante reference?
4: Salvador Gigante. Salvador Gigante con el god
5: francisco english por favor all right let's go ahead and bring this let's go ahead and bring this pony into station all right um
7: it's 2022 drew still
5: hosting it's 2022
4: drew still hosting he's doing a decent job with you know the pandemic Price is Right, honestly, I think was one of those shows that as much as I love The Price is Right, I didn't expect it to survive the pandemic because of the type of like heavy participation that it requires.
7: I'll be back in a sec, guys.
4: Um, So I am surprised that it survived. Uh, 50 years on the air. We'll be talking about that special next week in depth. But prices rights in its fiftieth year this year. Amazing. How that's a thing. But the key takeaways I think that you have to give to carry the and the carry run of price is right up to today, right? Are three things. One, you have consistency. Whether you like it or not. George Gray and Drew Carey are here to stay. Oh, yeah. I don't think neither one of them are retiring anytime soon. They are this generation's Bob Barker and Rod Roddy. They really are. Two, you have the themes, the theme shows. They always do, that I know of without fail, three theme shows a year. They do the, the April Fool special, they do the July 4th salute to the troops, and they do the Halloween special. I believe they do more than that, but I know without fail, those three go off every year.
5: One of my favorite things that Kerry has instituted is uh, a Dream Car Week. Uh, Kerry's a huge car guy. And one of the things that he instituted was Dream Car Week, which has just recently happened for this year, where they give away BMWs, they give away Porsches, they give away Audis, they gave away a Tesla this year.
7: They gave away a Dodge Viper in the past. You also got Big Money Week.
4: Again, they have the theme weeks, which, if anything, they're consistent with them, which goes back to point number one. And it makes the show engaging because the problem... And to an extent, Bob Barker wasn't immune to this either, right? Bob Barker just had enough change up in the people that worked with him that it never settled in as bad as I think it's settling in with Carrie. But The Price is Right is slowly getting to the point where if you've seen one, you've seen them all. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't... I don't it never. Know. It, I don't think it happened. It, it, I don't think you can really say that about Bob Barker, though, because in Bob Barker's era, they introduced pricing games and they rotated pricing games a lot more frequently.
6: That I agree with.
4: And on top of that, as much as you know, as much as we miss Johnny O, as much as we miss Rod Roddy, the break between them was perfect. Like, I don't wish ill and I don't want to speak ill about the dead, and I'm not intending to when I say this, but they couldn't have passed away at a more appropriate time.
3: I'm not touching that one. I can't necessarily counter that argument because it's like those sayings go: you always leave them wanting more. Better to go kind of too soon than stay too long. So, in that particular sentiment, I see where you're coming from.
5: There's
7: a- let's let's right let's idea, poor phrasing. Look,
3: let, because let's be realistic here,
4: right? Johnny Olson, Johnny Olson wasn't going to go until he passed away. Johnny Olson was going to stay with that show for life. Same with Rod Roddy. Mm -hmm. Those two loved that show like it was their own son. Mm -hmm. They would have gone until they either passed away or they got to like Bob where they just simply could not physically do the show anymore.
3: Well, and I mean to tie in with my Richards, shirts, and this is going to sound weird, but kind of what happened with Jeopardy and Alex Trebek. Yeah, he called his own shot in essence himself years before
7: johnny Olson. just for context in tv and radio combined from 33 till 85. The guy was a damn institution
5: all right let's go ahead and uh let's but, ahead.
4: i i know i know we're getting to a magical number i'm aware i i give him i have my eye on the clock
7: And Roddy from 75 to
4: 03. Yeah, both of them, both of those men were in television for a long time. Drew Carey starting to get there, and so is George Gray. Because a lot of people forget George Gray is also a game show host. He took over for, oh my God, I literally just had her name on the tip of my tongue. He didn't necessarily
3: take over for her, it was daytime version of The Weakest Link. For Ann Robinson, yes.
7: Show, let's bring this really full circle. Extreme Gong. So, how about that for a full circle?
4: I mean, he did that, but he also mo- most notably did, and and I, a lot of people don't really recognize him for it because of the, the personality 180
3: flip. But he did indeed do the weakest link. Yeah, and a uh, pain, fame, or shame on ESPN as well. So Correct. he's been around.
5: Correct me if I'm wrong. The George Gray version of Weakest Link was syndicated, yes? Yes. yes. I believe that
4: was daytime syndicated, yeah. Yes. Uh,
5: okay, gentlemen, we wrap up our conversation of the Drew Carey era of The Is Right with a simple, I've got a question. We talked about the fact that it's over the over the years the novelty of the show is worn off. Obviously, for us, the nostalgia is real when it comes to the Bob Barker era of The Price Is Right. Maybe not so much in the current times, with especially with the COVID pandemic restrictions on The Price Is Right as is. Gentlemen, my question to you is simple: How often do you still watch The Price Is Right?
7: I work when it's on the air. Can't do it.
5: I it, mean that's I, if you have paramount Plus,
4: I, 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 I I'll say this. Um, because I don't I feel like the unanimous zero is kind of giving a damnation to the prices right here. I feel warranted to kind
3: of have to explain I to still watch I still and watch I'll, things- and I'll explain mine as well.
5: But real quick, I still watch before you guys give your explanations. I still watch at least once or twice a week, depending on uh availability as well as depending on if the aforementioned theme weeks are happening like uh Dream Car Week that I just talked about I watched every episode of that
4: and that's and that is that's what I'm that's what I was about to say is if Price is Right has a special on like a theme week or if it's the April Fool special or the Halloween special or something like that or a million dollar spectacular yeah I'll I'll tune into that I'll even make sure I go out of my way to see it if it's something that I know is going to be particularly good or particularly appealing, but just regular old run of the mill. Hey, it's eleven a.m. Turn on CBS Prices Right. It's like I said before. The show has kind of gotten to the point where it's stale. They're not interested, and. and- I and and it got this way before the pandemic. I, I kind of have yeah. to say that. This this wasn't brought on by the pandemic. The pandemic just hasn't helped. But the show has gotten stale because the pricing games, honestly, that they are introducing are not very exciting. Um, I think the newest game, honestly, that I think I can remember them introducing, that is Double Cross, which honestly just reminds me of, um. Oh, I can't remember the name of the game, but you have the three prizes and you have the sliding things underneath, and you get the one two digit price. Yeah, green, red, and yellow colored, and you have the two digit, three digit, and. Line them up, yeah. Line them up. I was double make your move, but yeah. Double cross reminds just reminds me of a differently oriented line them up. Or yeah, make your move. Is it make your move? It is the one you're thinking of. Is make your move? Okay, sorry. Yeah, it, double cross literally just reminds me of make your move. Um, a lot of the good, fun, exciting pricing games are gone. Um, I'd love them I'd love them for them to bring back things like 10 chances or check game or magic number uh freeze frame. I mean,
5: I, I actually think they did just recently bring back 10 chances. because I remember seeing somebody uh recently win a car on, on the game of 10 chances and it was shared on the prices rights on the prices rights Facebook page.
6: <clears throat>
4: Hell, I would like them to see. I would like them to see like a triple play more often. Now, mind you, a lot of these, a lot of some of those, uh, a good majority of those games I just mentioned involve cars.
7: Um,
4: not exactly in a in a in a in a time frame or not a time frame in an economy right now where I think we're going to be able to give away cars, but at least not where. It's, you know, three, four, five cars an episode, but yeah, no, I'm not thinking of make your move. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah.
5: Okay. You know, no, I was thinking more. of, I was thinking of a, I was thinking of the one where you had to line up the prices of the smaller prices in order to get the price of the car. No, I was
4: the, no, yes. no, go back to make your move. Cause that's what I was referring
5: yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that now. I get because that now. to me.
4: Double cross feels the exact same way. You just highlight the number And Mm -hmm. you, the one you highlight on the other side, will correspond with the one on the other side. And when you think you got them both right, you tell him to stop. He hits the button, and it's like I said, it's just it's a modification on make your move. Um. So yeah, I think the current, I think it's 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 gotten stale.
3: I really do
5: for our audio listeners, we just showed a visual of what the double cross game looks like.
4: Um, right. I, I mean, I'll, I'll give Drew Carey some credit. He's trying to keep the show somewhat hip and trendy by changing up his look. I, I can't, I, I I'm kind of a fan of the, uh, of the whole you know full mustache thing going uh again i appreciate the uh i appreciate some of the theme weeks that they're doing um like for example i will go give me a moment here and i will
5: while he's doing that may i ask Uh, another question here because this is a conversation if
4: if we can go to screen share sorry oh go ahead We have Halloween twenty twenty-one just like six months ago. Look at how they did Halloween twenty twenty-one. And
3: again, this, this seating just looks weird. Well, I think that was just like the CBS standard because let's make a deal did the same way.
4: Yeah, no, it was
3: it's COVID. It's COVID. Yeah. Stuff. It's their standard and COVID protocols. But. Yeah,
4: it's it's better than Shut no audience, that's for bridges. sure. Come on, Dad. But, I mean, you can you can very clearly tell and they're having to pipe Peyton in Kratzky. crowd noise.
1: Come on, down. There's
4: no way those people you are that are the loud.
1: Groovy yeah. contestants yeah. as we yeah. celebrate yeah. Halloween yeah. on the Price is Right. Yeah. And now, here's your host. Drew Cody! Hey, a 70s logo.
4: Yeah. With the 70s set in the background there as you open up the doors.
2: Richard Reynolds, everybody. How about a Richard Reynolds? Shut up, dude. The biggest chick on the planet, San Juan George Gray. Drew, Drew, my brother, you are looking heavy today. I
1: want to say hi to everybody out there and hi to Foxy Mama May
2: up, everybody? Welcome to the
6: show. How you doing? But
4: yeah, yeah cool. I like I like how they're trying that's to do stuff like that. The 70s, especially recently, especially right? right?
2: 1972. We're gonna get this shit getting started. Well, that's groovy, man.
4: True. And and we can we can pull off of this now. But I, I appreciate how they're trying to like recapture the Bob era, so to speak. Uh, And the Bob legacy by doing a lot of callbacks to it. I mean, I've noticed, especially the more that the longer that Drew hosts the show, the more respect I think he has for Bob and Bob's legacy and wanting to incorporate that into the modern show. At first, you could tell that Drew kind of wanted to completely flip the script and wanted to have nothing to do with Bob now it's like yeah they'll they'll call back to the original 70s version hell they'll call back to not the 90s versions uh of of the price is right so i don't know it's it's tough but i i know harry's got a question i'm gonna steal harry's question because i know what it is if that's okay with harry
5: no, that's fine. Just because it uh, we forgot to do this on the Barker episode, so we should probably do that as well. we'll no,
4: we did it on the Barker episode. D-
5: did we give numbers for? The, I don't think. I think we did it for the first one we did for, for the. Only. Yeah, I'm for, pretty
4: sure we did. For I'm pretty sure we did for Barker.
7: Mm, Not
5: that
7: I recall. Yeah, I remember I
4: being vicious to we, some of you for we Colin. did. Well, gentlemen, Carey Price is right. How would you rate it? I am going to go ahead and go first. Um, since I kind of just finished up a, a pretty much a, a, an explanatory rant there on, on where I would grade the show. I'm going to give the show. Yeah, that's pretty much what should have been going the entire time there. My final thought. I, I think I have to give the show a solid 70. It's average. It's not impressing anybody but it's not exactly standing out either. It has its standout moments, but overall it just feels like an average run of the mill game show right now. So I, I give it a solid like 70 C
7: average. And what, and, would you give, and what would you give Bob?
4: What would I give Bob? Oh, that's, that's easy. I give Bob like a 95, like, like that goes into top five game show territory. Easy. Like like somewhere between uh, a 90 and a 95. I was actually going to toss it to, <clears throat> I'll to go- you, Harry.
5: All right, cool. I'll go next here. Um, I'm a little bit more – okay, I think a lot of this is personal bias here because it is no secret, and Eric knows this very well, that I am a huge Drew Carey fan and have been since I was a teenager watching the Drew Carey show.
4: So, I, I will say, and I don't. I, I don't want to. I don't mean to cut you off. I want to say I love Drew Carey. I really do. I love Who's Line. I love Power of Ten. I loved Improvaganza, which was criminally underrated because it got shoved onto GSN at the eleven thirty death slot, like eleven thirty p.m. death slot.
5: Oh, the at midnight I, slot.
4: Yeah, like I love Drew Carey as a comedian, as a performer, as a comic host, like. I have nothing wrong with Drew Carey. I have issue with the, the creative direction in which price is right is going slash has gone. You, you can continue. Sorry. Okay, I, I, see, since I you said that, I feel, I felt like I, the, I, I had to get that out there. You can
5: put that on. The uh, hang on there,
7: You're freezing. Give a
5: second. Uh, what I was saying is I don't know that you can put that on Drew. I think a lot of that goes towards. That jip, 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 jip. can you hear me now? Yes. Am I good? No. Am I good?
7: All right. No. Some. You're decent.
5: Somebody else go.
4: Okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna give Harry a moment to stabilize his internet connection. Eric.
3: All right. My explanation and my ratings are like this. I gave Colin a ninety-five. I'm giving Bob Barker a ninety-eight. Simply put, because perfection being as unattainable as it is, by it a point. rule of mine, boy. Well, obviously, especially since I also control the fate of the Nielsen ratings in my hands. More on that off air, I'm giving Barker ninety eight with perfection being as unattainable as it is. But with that, my own personal bias being the institution in my life, always it's right up there. When it comes to Drew Carey, I also love the Drew Carey show. I am a not as big of a Drew Carey fan as Harry, but a pretty significant fan. The Drew Carey price is right gets a 73. And the reason why I don't watch right now, it's to me, the frog in the pot. I knew there were going to be changes. I knew there were going to be subtle changes, and it was inevitable. But like the frog in the pot, if you go ahead and you turn up the water to where it boils too quickly, frog notices, jumps out. You go ahead and turn it up slower from a simmer, from a simmer, from a simmer. You don't really notice until it's too late. And for me, I get it. And there's a few different shows that I'm willing to say pass me by, but they're great for the new generation. Prices Right in the Carry Era is one of them. But being that frog in the pot, seeing the more and more subtle changes in everything else, is it good for what it is now? Yes. Is it good for me? No. But, I know I may not be who exactly they're targeting. And I get that. So for me, with the pricing games they have, with the nostalgia factor of certain things, bringing back certain stuff, okay, but... It ain't my bag.
4: I have to say, I think you explained the reason why I gave mine the way I did in a much better way than I could. Cause I, I, I pretty much feel exactly the same way.
5: Can y'all hear me now?
4: Yes. yes. And I will go ahead and toss it back over to you.
5: All right. Um, so I, I was, as I was saying before my internet decided to be a, to be a runner up for Dick of the week. Um, I'm a massive fan of Drew Carey, so I will support Drew in whatever he does. When I found out that Drew Carey was taking over The Price is Right, I was incredibly hesitant because everything I had seen from Carey prior to this was his stand-up routine, was his stand-up comedy, was the stuff that he had done on Carson, and everything along that nature. And I was really, really hesitant of Carey taking over the American staple that is The Price is Right. He has done more than a serviceable job in carrying on the legacy of the show. The problem is, is the legacy of the show is now tainted by he who shall not be named and the scandals that came with him. For me, the carry version of The Price is Right is in 85, which puts it at like a B level for me. It is not as good as the Bob Barker era was. However, in my opinion, it is still one of the best game shows on television today.
7: So what would you I, say Bob?
5: Um yeah, you guys you guys are tiptoeing around it. It's to me it's there's, there's no question here. Uh TV God, us um Entertainment Weekly, a handful of other sources have all named it the greatest game show of all time and Bob Barker is the reason why. The Barker Era of Price is right is a 100 for me.
4: I guess that
5: leaves
6: B. Um,
4: oh. I, I'm gonna say just real quick. I, I kind of disagree with the with the Mike Richards comment, and, and I know I'm gonna get like a dirty look here for a moment. Yes, Richards put Richards scarred the prices right, but it isn't like a giant deep scar. Very thankfully, Richards had checks and balances against him. Whether it was other producers on the show, whether it was CBS, whether it was Fremantle, whether it was Standards and Practices, if Richards were left unchecked with the show... Like he was when he went to Jeopardy and he left CBS for Sony Pictures Entertainment. The Price is Right would be in an entirely much worse basket. And I would consider your comments to be more appropriate than what I personally think they are. I don't disagree that Richards left a mark on the Price is Right, but I don't think he left a scar.
5: Oh, he he definitely tainted the legacy of the prices right, however. I don't think I could say that. I don't think I can I, I
4: don't think I can agree with, with tainting the legacy. If anything, Bob Barker getting sued by Diane Parkinson tainted the legacy. Richards didn't come anywhere close to that. Yes, Richards Richards had to field a couple of lawsuits indirectly. Bob was the primary defendant on several sexual harassment lawsuits. Most of which were settled out of court. Yeah, but some of that litigation lasted over
3: a decade. And not to mention the fact that, as we said in the Mike Richards special, he hasn't gone through big hearings. Now, if and and when, and I don't think at this point that he will, If he had been through the big hearings like we talked about in Congress, legacy tainted, game over. I was about that. That's 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 when I would say, yeah.
4: Unfortunately, The Price is Right. Definitely, his legacy gets tainted because he spent what six years with The Price is Right or something like he spent a he spent a good amount of time with them. But I don't think I think it's being the point I'm making is I think it's being slightly overblown a little bit. For for to to a true game show fan, yes, you look at the prices, right? You go, okay, yes. There, here's the era of Mike Richards. Was it great? Not really. Does it take away from the fact that it's the greatest game show of all time? No. Just because even even the most die hardest of game show fans can sit, like you just said. And look at the prices, right? With Bob Barker and Johnny Olson or Rod Roddy, right? Despite all of the the curmudgeonness uh-huh. that happened backstage, despite the sexual harassment lawsuits of uh, Diane Parkinson and all of the other models who, who who joined in on that, you cast all of that aside and still call it the greatest game show of all time because Bob Barker was just that damn good and what he does. And as much as I like Carrie and as, and and, and for all the credit that I will give him, that he's come into his own with the show, he doesn't, he doesn't, he couldn't stand in Bob. and, And I don't mean to say this as an insult, but I know it's going to sound like it. Drew Carey can't stand in Bob Barker's shadow. If he tried. And it isn't for lack of trying, it's, it's not, Drew, Drew Carey is not that type of person, and Drew Carey is not that type of host.
5: See, I would argue that Drew didn't try to stand in Bob's shadow, however, Drew, Drew tried to make the show his own to an extent, which is one of the reasons why I think that The Price is Right was able to survive as well as it has in his stead.
4: I think, uh, you're right to that extent. Drew Carey has taken the show and skewed it toward a younger demographic. Price is Right used to go... I'll agree with that. Price is Right used to go for the middle-aged housewife. Of course. Now, I think it's going for the 18 to 30. Maybe, if you really want to stretch it, the 18 to 54 demographic. Right? And that's where you get the, the discussion that viewer or that Eric said a few moments ago of, as I can't point, apparently all the way. Hand. There you
3: go. There, there wait, wait There you go. It's the there angle
4: of the. It's the angle of my monitor. That's what, that's what causes it to screw up. Um, that, that he said a few moments ago of carries prices, right? Is does not. And I don't believe is intended to, appeal to the people that grew up with Bob Barker and Rod Roddy, or even more so Bob Barker and Johnny Olson.
5: I'll agree agree with that. I think he's definitely trying to target a much different demographic than watched under the Barker era. And I think in order for the show to survive, that he kind of had to do that because most of the people that were watching the Barker era are, if we're being realistic at this point, either old enough that they're not really watching anymore or have since passed on.
4: I, I can agree with that as well. But I think if you go back and you looked at the and you go to those those publications and the people that were responsible for those decisions to say price is right, greatest game show of all time, and you ask them, Does that still hold true today? I don't think they all I don't think they all say yes.
5: Which is why when we did our version of the Greatest Game Show Tournament, the three of us considered considered the totality of all shows involved rather than just a, any specific era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say this much in regards to the, uh, de- the demographic skewing younger for Price is Right. My stepdad is 72 years old and watches uh, Let's Make a Deal and Pri- Price is Right every day.
4: Again, these are shows that the loyal friends and true will watch the show and if you watch something every day, it's like the, it's like it's like Eric said with the frog in the autopilot pod, right eventually you'll notice the subtle changes after it's too late and at that point you've become emotionally invested and you're like well, fuck it. I'm already watching. Why quit now?
5: Basically, you're watching on autopilot.
4: Exactly.
5: All right, Jonathan.
7: Y'all done? No. I, I,
4: no, we're, <laughs> one of us is probably going to interrupt you to, 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 to argue.
7: interrupting me is a W2M Network gimmick exclusive. Anyway, I've got a major point here that I need to raise. May I have the full screen, please?
6: Oh,
4: no. He's getting on a soapbox.
7: Rule 32, fear when I get on a soapbox, because I'm on one now. There is a YouTube video that I will link into our chat that will go into the notes. It is 24 minutes in length, and it truly addresses, in my opinion, the issues with Drew Carey and how the handover was handled from bob barker
3: uh so is this going in the description as well or
7: yes the uh, title is the price is right host entrance a visual history the man goes into all the camera angles the rotoscoping and everything with that host intro bob barker gets a 98 from me as well two reasons one nobody's perfect and the extra one comes from the scandals that were mentioned earlier by the three of you. Drew Carey is not the star of The Price is Right. That is always the role of Bob Barker, and to a lesser degree, Dennis James, who we'll talk about next week. The host of The Price is Right is Drew Carey. He is the blue-collar guy that is there to support you and hope you win a ton of money. He is not the white collar pinnacle standard that Bob Barker was. And it took a whole year for all the production staff to realize Bob and Drew are two totally different personalities and the show needed to be reworked to accommodate Drew Carey's hosting style
5: may i chime in here something relevant to what you just said i can
7: lose the full screen at this point
5: okay um drew actually talks about that in the kevin pollock interview and i Not find myself and I, I find myself going back to that pollock interview but i highly recommend it if you guys have the two hours to watch it it is a very entertaining watch absolutely I mean, uh, I, say the, I
4: would say the same thing about Perfect Bid as well. If you have the hour and change to sit down and watch Perfect Bid, I, I highly re- recommend doing so because you're going to learn a lot about the insights to early prices right when right after Drew took over.
5: To answer your question that you asked me in our private chat uh, about my opinion of it, I actually thought it was very well done, and I learned a lot about the ma- the machinations behind the show as well which kind of gave me a deeper understanding of what had happened. Casual game show enthusiast, as I call myself here on the show, of being able to learn about the actual, what goes into making an episode, what goes into the contestants, what goes into the possibilities behind the potential scandal that could have came with Perfect Bit. But back to my point about uh, Drew Carey there. Drew talks about that he has the best job in the world. And the reason he says that, Is because he gets to go to work every day and root for people that he doesn't know to do well. Whereas Bob Barker always held himself to a higher standard of being. That while Bob was still there, help rooting for you there, Bob Barker carried himself with a level of grace and dignity that I'm not sure that Drew Carey's reputation preceded him to be able to pull off.
7: Bob in a word is dignitas.
5: All right. So, what's your rating for the uh, carry version?
7: So, I look at Drew's run on a spectrum. Drew in the first season as the star of the Price is Right under the reign of Mike Richards.
5: Brian's doing other things. It's Continue.
3: No,
4: I just I don't think it's necessary to give him an X every time he we we say I his name.
7: it outright failed. Second season things are on the increase as he's finding his way in, bringing in some of these new shows, uh, new pricing games, rat race, gas money, pay the rent. When we go from, I'm going to use it just as a, because it's the visual that I'm looking at here. When you go from heavy set man behind the desk Drew Carey to thin Drew Carey, you see, as his health is increasing, his personality is changing, he's evolving into the role at its peak, 85. I think with the effects that we're suffering from now, and just the fact that the show has become a bit stagnant, I settle him out as an 80. I can accept that. Solid B. Now, things continue on a downward trend. He's in the C category, but right now, he's got the B.
5: You have been listening to Life is Like a Game Show, a presentation of the W2M Network online at w2mnet.com. In addition, you can find us on all of your favorite podcast listening services, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, Podbean, CastBox, Apple Apple Pods, Google Pods, Overcast, Rate and Review us five stars on Spotify, Make sure you guys check out the link to the Discord available in the show description, and you can check out the video versions of like of the W2M Network podcasts on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. W2M Network on Twitter, W2M Net everywhere else. So, uh oh, I think I gaffed. W2M
3: yeah. Net on Twitch. W2M what? network everywhere else. Ah. We're,
6: we're, you
7: we're, flipped
3: when you should have flopped.
7: We're we're yeah.
4: definitely gonna need to pre-record that. Um so I have an actual final thought now. So I've been th- I've been doing some thinking for oh, over uh, the past hours or Oh we,
3: we, we crossed that bridge a while ago.
7: I just couldn't get a worded because you all kept going on and on and on and you know. Interruptions, exclusively. Throw a bottle at him. And
5: um, shut up, John.
7: Yeah. See what
4: I mean? Go ahead. I'm gonna say something that is going to shock the ever-loving shit out of the three of you, and you're going to look at me and possibly want to attempt murder. I but you. I promise you, I will qualify my remarks. The Price is Right needs another Mike Richards. To quote Stone Cold as it is now
7: 316, what?
4: The Price
3: is Right needs another Mike Richards. What? We're not to to explain yourself. Besides, we're past 316 anyways.
4: But not for the reasons you think. Mike Richards... Was originally brought on to the Price's Right to do a completely full creative overhaul on how the show ran for Drew Carey. At the time, it worked. We question the man's motives, we question his delivery, but you cannot take away, as much as I would like to, the fact for however despicable Mike Richards was or is, you cannot take away the fact that he was successful at the job that he had set out to accomplish.
7: God damn it, I hate to admit the fact that you're right in that because he is the one who changed the star of the price right to the host and such in that thing I referred to.
4: As we're aware, Mike Richards left recently, right before COVID, to Sony, where he was unceremoniously given the boot after he tried to give himself his own hosting gig, finally. The point being, the prices rate right needs a new boss. To. To, to give a new lifeblood into the show. Because a lot of the problems that we were talking about were problems that were beginning to develop with the Bob Rich, Bob Rod era before Bob retired. Which is why when we said, was it right for Bob to retire when he did, we all said yes. If I'm correct, and I could be wrong here because I'm not as on top of the prices right as I would like to admit that I am. But I believe the new EP showrunner is Ele- is Evelyn Warfell, who is a longtime Price is Right veteran. Very skilled at what she does. I think once we get past COVID, because she took over and then COVID hit, for the most part.
7: Evelyn Warfell is correct.
4: once we can get past COVID and we can go back to television shows being like, if we could go back to the prices right of the 2000 of like, you know, pre COVID full audience houses, audience intros, you know, all that good stuff, no social distancing required. I think Evelyn Warfell can, rejuvenate the price is right and that's what price is right needs right now it needs a new mike richards it needs somebody who is hired with the sole intention of revitalizing the show from a creative standpoint And if they can pull that off, given Kerry's tenure, given my uh, given George Gray, I almost said Michael Gray for some reason, uh, given George Gray's tenure, a good five, maybe another five, six, ten years of, of that, of a revitalized prices, right? You could put Drew and George at the same level as Bob and Rod.
5: But it ain't there right now. I think it's unfair to compare them to Bob and Rod to begin with, in my opinion. I don't think so.
3: It's not unfair because what do we have all the time? We always love to compare errors in a lot of different fields. And circling back, and a little bit of a homework assignment for the three of you, talking about the different levels of greatness, Steve Smith is good right now. He's the leader right now. Everybody will tell you he is no Sir Donald Bradman. And even he didn't average a hundred. Let that sink in.
5: Another cricket thought for you, apparently, from the desk of Mr. Watkins.
4: Mm Mm-hmm. But that's, that's, that's my true final thought on the Drew Carey era. It started off great. It's gotten stagnant. COVID isn't helping. There's a new boss in town. Scandal, scarring, stagnation. Apparently I'm being alliterative. Is all behind, or hopefully soon to all be behind the Price is Right. And we will go into, and the show will hopefully go into another, pardon the pun here, golden era because you know 50 is the golden anniversary of greatness and i will end with this final sentence which i know is a controversial thought and i will i will segue into this by saying if you disagree with my final thought you can find me on twitter at the Andesian. i will happily debate you If they can't fix the problems, cancel the show. Go out on a high note on a milestone, get out while the getting's good.
5: Where can people find you online, Mr. Espinoza
4: i, I just said that.
5: uh besides the Andesian, where else can
4: people find you online i'm I'm here on the network. I'm on shows. I possibly have a fourth show being added to the uh, repertoire. More on that soon. As I, get a, as I get a dirty look into the camera from a particular person below me, like how dare you disembody my show. I didn't do this to you. You did this to you.
5: <laughs> Mr. Watkins, where can people find you online?
3: Here on Tuesdays. Soccer to the Max officially moved to Wednesdays. Broadhurst Watkins Sports Report on Thursdays. Point of Viewer Sundays. League to the Max on Mondays. At Squid Sports Head. Facebook. Eric Watkins. Guy. Wine. Recliner. Slide into the DMs for the thorough vetting process.
5: Mr. Nielsen.
7: Give me one um, screen share On screen please I gotta leave with this This Right here This is the motherfucking Price is right Until we're back To this We are not watching What we voted In the brackets As the greatest game show of all time There's my hot take If you got a problem with that you send your complaints over here on the Twitter, or at JTN2002. You can find me here on Life's Like Game Show, and you may be able to find me on another show that has gone through a piloting phase that will be of a frequency probably on the order of once a month should that pilot get approved by the almighty powers that be at the W2M Network.
5: At least he didn't steal my finish. All right, uh, at ATB the Eagle, motherfucker. At 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 ATB the Eagle, pretty much everywhere social media related: uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, kind of, I guess. Technically, thanks Watkins. Uh, Eric mentioned BWSR on Thursdays this week. It's a special Wednesday episode as we. Preview the Men's March Madness Tournament in addition to alternate commentary to NIT first round action as my Florida Gators take <clears> on our Florida Gators. Will you be on the show tomorrow? No. My, Florida... Audience. my Florida Gators take on the Iona Gales of the Metro, Atl- Atl- Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. Easy for me to say. Indie Siders episode 5 is this Sunday Myself and Mark Ratelich cover Terminus 2 And West Coast Pro Wrestling and Prestige Wrestling Present Savage Mode In addition, on Sunday all day, starting at noon You will be able to watch, on trial, quiz show the four of us join Mark Rattledge of the Rattledge and Broadcasting Network as we talk about the 1994 movie based on the 21, the 21 game show scandal of the 1950s. For Jonathan Nelson, Brian Espinoza, Eric Watkins, I'm Harry Broadhurst. You have been listening to Life is Like a Game Show, The Price is Right, The Drew Carey Era, a presentation. Of the W2M Network. We'll talk to you guys next week when we go into the Cindy's in the prime times. Have a great night, everybody.
7: Good night.